Oh, the the amount of times I've went over a Bearcat intercom back then and been like, put your vape away. <laughs> Made me resent them. <laughs> oh my god. Just, just like all, all the friggin' Marines just pulling them out and taking a No, these are these are these are government rip. No, these are government contractors. Meanwhile meanwhile the guy in the back of the Bearcat's like <laughs> <laughs> You're like, dude, don't don't smoke this thing up. You're listening to the Art and War podcast with your host Mitch and Nathan. Mitch is a former Airborne Infantry squad leader who now spends most of his time coaching soccer. Nathan is a professional illustrator and an avid shooter with a couple of years of Canadian military experience. Together, they run the Seaburn Art page. Enjoy the show. I'm just going to hit record because we don't really have an intro, and now we're recording. <laughs> there we go. So uh, today we have Colin Underdahl. I'm actually going to announce the guest this time because Mitch isn't here and we're not going to get sidetracked yet. Uh, Colin Underdahl, former Marine, worked at a gun store during COVID and George Floyd, that whole 2020 mess and 2021. Uh, currently uh, shoots for the Recon Sniper Foundation and works at ModLight. How are you, Colin? I'm good, and I'm happy to be here. So thanks for having me. Anytime. I, I figure we're going to get into the, you know, this is my second time hosting this. And if this comes out at all, if Mitch doesn't, you know, nuke me back to oblivion for making fun of his foreskin. I'm, <laughs> we're going to start with the normal things, and then eventually, as I know you well enough to know that we're eventually just going to get on a mutual schizo rant. We'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep it medicated schizo. We'll keep it medicated schizo. Medicated I'm sorry, schizo. listeners, and I'm sorry, Mitch and Br, who will inevitably <laughs> listen to this. Uh, for anyone listening, the the week is the first week of uh, May, and Mitch is actually successfully medically retired from the military as of yesterday. So he's trying to unfuck his entire life and figure out what he's doing, and he can't make this recording. However, Colin can, so here we are. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's so <laughs> that's so good for him, man. Like, he actually like he, he made it out. Getting out of the, getting out of the military is like such a weird experience. You're like excited, but you're also leaving your boys and you're also just like, oh man, my world just opened up. Oh man, the world I know is crashing. I don't, I don't know what to do. Um, some people better than others, but I know when I got out, it was like, I was ready to get out, but I was also a little afraid. Like I think most people are. How did your experience leaving the Marines go? Like what, what made you decide to leave and uh, how, how was I actually leaving? Uh, I mean, like getting out was probably one of the easier parts, but like the decision to get out is definitely something that like weighs on people. And, uh, my, my personal experience is like, you know, I, I joined the Marines. I was like super excited to do it. Like it was all I thought about when I was young. Um, it was all I wanted to do. Like I wanted like, oh, this is the hardest branch. Like, okay, sure. I'm going to do that. Um, That's how they get you, man. Yeah, all bought it hook, line, sinker, and then you know, from there learned that like, oh, the Marine Corps is literally based around its infantry. Okay, yep, that's that's what I want to do. I don't want to be a Marine and you know be not what a Marine is supposed to be. And yeah, I kind of I kind of just pursued that. And from the get go, and this is a topic that we kind of discussed that we could talk about later. Um, I had issues getting in because, you know, I had attention deficit disorder and yada, yada. And uh, 
Almost didn't get in. Luckily, got in. Wait, is um, that something that they actually uh, test and then ask you about? No, they that- they they try and you know they figure it out. And I I am bad at lying. That's that's how I'll put it. I don't like lying. It weighs on me too much, and it slipped. They're pressuring me at maps, and I was like, oh, I was you know ADHD, and they're like, oh, you were oh disqualified. But luckily, I had some good recruiters who like actually put in the time to give a shit about me to get me in because they saw that I wanted it. <laughs> so like begrudgingly and like good, good and bad, right? I got, I got what I wanted. I got more than what I wanted. Um, and then, yeah, I did time, um, did five years. I, you know, went through the basic, went through boot camp, went through SOI, became uh, 0311. And then I was security forces to start. So I was, and I ended up going to, guard nukes and that was a weird cool experience um a lot of a lot of my good friends that i've met like lifetime friends definitely come from there because i was sitting you know 12 hour posts with those guys and just talking about whatever like you want to talk about unmedicated schizo rants like we had some but yeah and then from there went to hawaii did my last two years there to udp and uh decided to get out for a couple different reasons. I, I I had some stuff going on personally. Didn't feel like I was getting the help. And then when I did decide to get the help, I didn't get the help that I wanted to uh, wanted to get. And listening to Fred's podcast the other day, I, I realized some of that and I was like, holy shit. Um, but yeah, so this this is a cool this is a cool experience for me to be able to kind of talk about my stuff as well. Um, so again, yeah. Feel of free course. to ask a question on that. <laughs> no, um, please. I'm an, if you'd I'm like an to open elaborate. book on that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, dude, so Fred and uh, Mitch, they talked about the behavioral health thing. Well, I, I had one of those experiences. I was like, hey, man, I need help. So I, I, I went and did it. And then all of a sudden, you know, I said, like I said, hey, I'm struggling. I Like at that time, I was in a terrible relationship. Um, nothing like I'm not going to go into that that's over things are things pass you know move on but you know i was in a bad spot in there so personal life was iffy my you know i was i came back from the udp i didn't want to be there um like i didn't want to be in the unit that i was with so i asked to get attached to the mps so i could learn you know some law enforcement stuff because that was what i was interested in getting into like when i was getting out so i was like if i can get attached to the mps that's a good route to get some experience beforehand. See if it's actually what I wanted to do. Well, <laughs> didn't didn't do anything wild in the infantry. Like pretty pretty basic barracks life, you know, field training stuff like that. Didn't go to war and uh, get attached to the MPs and start seeing some stuff that I I don't know if I was totally ready for. And uh, finally convinced myself like, okay, I got a little too much on my plate. I'm gonna go get help. And yeah, I got I got flagged. They took quite a bit away from me for a while until I finally like broke it to them. Like, Hey, like I came in to talk about this and I haven't even talked about this. And yeah, it was a weird, it was a weird time, but it was definitely, you asked about kind of circling back to your question, but you asked about what made me get out. And I, I, I realized I was a part of a, essentially a system where some people cared and some people didn't. And the majority of the key holders were people who didn't care. So Absolutely. I was having this conversation with my friend the other day 
uh, Isaac. He was the person we had from our representative for the Canadian military, works in command position. And he talked about that um, just the other day. We did a little bit of a road trip. And he mentioned, you know, the, the concept of people in command positions failing upwards, but also that what um, one of the officers he knows is this was kind of refreshing for him to hear. I, I don't want to say the rank or where, just uh, that that might be a bit doxing. But he's told his yeah. sailors, you know, if if they have to take time off and go see family and go see, uh, you know, take care of themselves, take anything, go take that time off because the navy will continue to exist no matter what. And the the sailors do not come first. The soldiers do not come first. And what doesn't surprise me is that is apparently a very rare position for anyone in a command position to take. Um, to, to the point where it was both noteworthy and to him commendable. It doesn't speak yeah. very well for a majority of people in, in uh, command. Well, I mean, I think... I think it's been talked about on here before, but like you see... like. It's just like everything we see today. It's like all these all these cultural norms, right? Like you just see how this person acts in this position and then people say they're not going to do it in that position and then they get that to that position then all of a sudden they're the person they're not supposed to be. And I think it comes down to like I this is obviously speculation, but I think it comes down to a lot of not actually teaching people how to do such things like we don't we don't encourage people reading much books that are of worth like you go through school you read garbage you don't read anything that really challenges anyone because it might make them uncomfortable but that's in those key leadership positions well guess what you're dealing with you're dealing with the most uncomfortable positions you can fathom like you're dealing with real life and you're dealing, not only are you dealing with your life, but you're dealing with everyone who's under you. And once that starts multiplying, like, yeah, I, I could see it. I could see getting, obviously I didn't get to that position um, of like, you know, a higher, I, I made it to a sergeant and, you know, I would see it in the squad and in my teams and stuff like that. But like you, you imagine just like the course of 15 years, you're a, you know, a senior staff NCO and all of a sudden you have how many people you're in charge of and y your life has been on the back burner because like you said, they're always going to get theirs. So, yeah. Well, shit flows yeah. downhill. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I know a lot of people in the gun industry like Jordan Pearson and that's good to see because like, like he says in that, you know, get your house in order before you cast judgment on the world or try and change the world. Um, and a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people seem to just continue to grind, which doesn't seem to uh, necessarily lead to the best results because they never take that step back. Absolutely. Jordan Peterson's an interesting character. I'm not, okay. I was about to go on a whole, BR cut this part out. I was just about to go on a whole <laughs> thing about I, I enjoy him. I, I enjoy his content. I, I don't listen to it a, a lot, but uh, I don't. I don't. Fun. I don't listen to it as much as I did, but it did help me get through some stuff, which I I definitely I found him at the right time, is how I should say it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, some people I don't know. Like some people, it's weird. Um. Some people take too much of that as like this is everything, and it's like no, don't base yeah. everything off that. Yeah. Like. He's a, he's a man. He's ostensibly a philosopher. He's got some good points. Um, yes, I, I think people I, could stand to learn a lot, but I, I don't really like the uh, the canonization of him for for saying things that you know 
that should be common sense and aren't. I, I really appreciate it. I, I really like his message. Yeah. But there, there's a strange hero worship I see. It's Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it gets weird. Um, no, I, I think that's that's a good point. Yeah, it's it's weird because, like, that's another thing, though. It's like you add that to the idea that most people aren't getting getting the guidance of a lot of stuff that, like, they gravitate towards someone like him, which is good. Yeah. Um, there, there are worse examples. But like, there's, like there's, there's, there's a, there's this thought process though of like, oh well, I agree. Like, so many people are looking for that one thing they agree with, and then they find that one person who they can just like continue to agree with and continue yeah. to agree with. Pro- project they, their personalities onto. Correct. Yeah, and then it's like, no, you need, you need some contrast. And yeah. I think, I think you and I were talking about this before, but like the polar, the polarity of minds these days. It's like yeah. if you're in the middle, you just get ran over. A hundred percent. Well, people need to think in a dichotomy. Um, I, I really think, and this has come up on the podcast before. People are a lot more comfortable thinking like, oh, well, if you're not with us, you're against us. If you're in this yeah. category, you're X, Y, Z. You're a communist. You're a fascist. You are, <laughs> you know, you're ruining the world. Uh, I, a long time ago, and I don't use Twitter, and I likely never will. This is, regardless, I'm not going back. No, no, fuck that. I'm not I don't going know back. social media. I for remember a, that cesspool. Ugh. I'm not going back to that. I yes. deleted that in what 2014 and have not thought of lick since i can't blame you and it is from what i can tell gotten a lot worse since then but um people are Sorry. so angry off. and i don't understand how you can live your life just that mad all the time yeah oh yeah no it it is it is fascinating because yeah it's weird there's so many people who just project all this anger and all this emotion all the time and then you're like where where in where is you in that like there's no way that that's your individualness like there's that's projection in my opinion that's a lot of projection it absolutely is and and you know they're projecting all this anger and hate into the world and people need someone to blame i think for the world's problems and i i think my my crowning moment with twitter and the whole reason that i don't well, not the whole reason, but it's what I think of every time Twitter comes up, was seeing a man talk about how America would just be this wonderful utopia if only his chosen political party got elected. And <laughs> hey, like, there, there's been parties in the past that say that exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, the Reichstag burden for that reason alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the the fucking mindset of people to think like oh yes you know our chosen leaders get in and they have everything unopposed the problems of the world are just going to melt away and we can blame you know the other side you know the republicans the democrats the conservatives the liberals whatever for all of the world's problems it's a convenient scapegoat and i I see world leaders doing it now especially you know even uh trudeau up here during or hell biden um with inflation, just seeing the list of, of check marks he went down. Yeah, like, uh, dude, all that all that stuff. Like, you and I both know, because we've we've talked about this stuff. It's like people watch this stuff, and it's just whoever's in. Like, good things that are happening happening are because of whatever party is in at that moment. Yes. Bad things are happening. Like that polarness, that polarness. Yeah. But like I, I me, a rational, like me thinking I'm a rational person. I don't know. Some people call me stupid or whatever. Who cares? But like, 
you have if you watch the span of time you realize that like there's dominoes set and it just takes one of them to i you know i'm gonna bring up a meme format i'm gonna paint a picture in your head have you seen the one where it's a bunch of dominoes and the guy is setting the little one and he's about yes. to tip it over and then it goes to the huge one yes um yeah no it's that like people are like how did we get to this large domino it's like because you ignored all the little dominoes that went up to it like how do we get to you know record high inflation oh i don't know uh we shut down the economy and made it like impossible to do anything and yeah we, we print, to... printed 15 billion uh no sorry we printed 15 trillion dollars you know one yeah. trillion went into actually uh give, giving people aid <laughs> or uh yeah well, I mean, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to butcher this. Like yeah. someone, you know, will probably re and shake their bingo wings at me over this, but it was like what I think 1 trillion was given to Americans. while like yes. it was like another like 19 trillion or 18 trillion went to everywhere else. Like, yes, <laughs> that's not how you, I, I've, I've had the unfortunate uh well it's fortunate because you know the marine corps ended up leading me to be able to go to school and you know there's some good things about school but the majority of the time i've been trying to just not drop out because truthfully using the gi bill is a is an incentive to stay in um it is easy. you're getting it for free but that yeah, being said it cost me five years of my life, which I'll remind some people who think that it's just socialism or whatever. But like, yeah, it was in the terms and agreement and there's a whole nother conversation there. But the unfortunate part about going through like, uh, you know, a business style degree at this time is you talk about inflation, you talk about monetary policy, you talk about fiscal policy, you learn who sets it, you learn all these things about money, you learn the liquidity of money, how they make interest rates, all of that stuff. And then you try to explain it to someone who either went to college for something that wasn't, you know, related, has no interest in it, or, you know, may like there's there's plenty of people who I talk to without a college degree, like about this stuff, who know exactly what I'm talking about and more sometimes. Um and yeah, it's like it's frustrating because try try walking up to the uh, average person on the street and talking about that stuff or talking about some of any of the stuff we'll probably talk about today. Yeah. Like uh, uh, rising infl interest rates to combat inflation or any of that. Hey, do you guys like war belts? <laughs> well, let me tell you about a super high military grade army spec <laughs> war belt from one of our most near and dear sponsors, Advanced Warfighter Solutions. Not only are they super high military grade and quality, they are also civilian grade and quality and actually really fucking cool belts. I highly recommend that you get one. I've been using mine for years, even long before AWS has been a sponsor of this podcast. So if you use code ARTANDWAR10, you can save some, I think it's $10 off of uh, AWS SMU Warfighting Belt. We don't get any kickback from that. You just save money and they're, a, they're an awesome company that also contributed to Nathan's iPad fund because he needed a new iPad. So good for them. They're really cool. Thank you very much. Thanks, AWS. Hey, this is Mitchell with Seaburn Art. Did you know that we have a Patreon? We do have a Patreon and there's a ton of cool things there. 
super cool things, and Nathan's going to tell you about them. Hey guys, Nathan here from the Art and War podcast here to tell you about Patreon. Um, there's a, a 24-hour Korean massage parlor several blocks from my house, and I go there for happy endings. It gets pretty expensive, and I need you to donate me money so I can continue to, to serve my dark... Um, my dark addiction. Not only can you help Nathan get hand jobs from Koreans, you can also help us continue to improve the quality of content that we do. You get merch now after a couple months of being a Patreon subscriber, which is cool. We also have stickers and we also have iRes downloadable targets that you can download, send to Staples and get weird looks when you print them out to bring them to your range and shoot. Also, all of our guides, all of our guides are downloadable high res so if you want to print them out and make a cool little book yeah you can go for that too you can find our patreon via the link in this episode's description or in the cbernard pages bio on instagram now let's get back to the show god i, I want to get into the academic complex so let's, badly let's get into it so badly let's get into it okay we're going to start with a question about you okay let's how, go how, for it how do you you know as a, a former soldier who has you know Whoa. lived his life you're <laughs> Okay. Marine. <laughs> Marine. Okay. A former crayon eater who, uh, you know, you have a little more life than a, behind you than a lot of the, uh, you know, 19, 20 year olds that, that go in. How do you, as a grown ass adult and someone who's capable of making your own decisions, view the academic complex? Just, oh, it's, you know, going into it. Dude, it is. It's. I'm going to paint another picture with a, with a culturally yeah, it's accepted It's a very loaded question. I, I'm going to um, admit that. No, 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 no. I, I'm first setting the tone. Um, yes. I'm, I'm setting the tone, but yes, uh, I have a lot of thoughts and a lot of opinions. Um, so <laughs> We've talked it's, about it's, briefly, but... It's, it's the dog sitting at the table, and he's drinking tea with his hat on, and uh, his whole kitchen is on fire, and he says, this is fine. Yes. That's literally this, – this, that's how it feels like going through and i'm one of those people who i don't like I, like i said i don't like lying i don't like i don't like pretending like the elephant in the room isn't that big like it you know um and i'm glad like going back to like what i was talking about with the marine corps i'm glad that i had all those like i i'm glad that i struggled like i'm glad that i was like man this hurts yeah because now i'm doing that it's like I'm listening to some of these professors teach, you know, these kids um, and some of them, I mean, when you get older, like when you get into the later years, you know, some of them are like 20. So like, like young twenties. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're, they're getting taught by people who have never done, they've never, they've never experienced. Um, a lot of them are just going to, continue they they went to college they got their degree and now um they didn't find a job so they ended up going back to school getting more debt um that's that's the kicker that's where the monetary stuff really kicks in for me um that drives me up a wall because anyways not to get off topic i'll i'll, I'll come back oh, no, to that. that that's something i i want to get into as well um, but we're going to do that later we have so many things that we talk about often um, yes that that like my my brain is on fire trying not to just jump right into them sorry oh, go on. no I, it's like it's like you want to throw up all these ideas out but like you're like all right uh someone wants to listen to this maybe <laughs> um 
But yeah, dude, it's like you you watch these kids like listening to these professors, and some of them I've had some great ones. Like my uh, much of much of my program, I've had one professor who uh, like he talked about how he's he the first thing first day of class he sold yeah i recently just sold all of my properties and this was before covid and everything like that the housing market was still great it wasn't as inflated as it is right now but like i was like properties like plural and he, uh, yeah so that dude had uh, actually been around the block and he openly talked about how the school wants to kick him out but they know he's too good of a resource um, <laughs> oh like, tenure yeah tenure's a bitch huh it works both ways um but yeah man it's it, it, some of it's good some of it's gobbledygook most of it is just garbage and a big program to get the average person to debt that they'll never be able to pay off what that's kind of funny that you mentioned that because I mean we're going to get away from the social aspect of academia. We'll get back into that later, but I find it kind of funny how, and we're we're going to leave healthcare alone because this could very easily uh, segue into talk about that. Yeah, but that, that's, that's a whole that's a whole thing on other, its own. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to talk about the academic industrial complex, I think, and how we, as you know, most Western governments kind of created that by ensuring that student loans and and you know there, there's I, i'm again coming at this in a nonpartisan way as possible and there's going to be some egghead that's like oh no it's important it's good you, you shut the fuck up nathan you um, need it you have to take it it's yeah. the only path to accreditation even though you can get into a manager position without having it yeah uh, what? But, but yeah, we, we have <laughs> created this complex by ensuring student loans can be accessed, you know, very easily and, you know, with the support of the government by almost anyone. Because if, if you remember, you know, I talked to my dad, talked to people, anyone from that era, these things weren't quite as accessible, like student loans, that is, but anyone could oh, yeah. afford to put themselves through college. You know, my. Oh, they, they used to go through personal loans to go through school. And yeah. like the 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 bank would look at their grades, and they'd be like, "No, nah, dude, you you were kind of a flunky. Like, we're not yeah. paying for that." Yeah, and it wasn't backed by the government. It wasn't anything that it, it wasn't quite as easy for people to attain it. <laughs> and we didn't have this complex of, "Oh, you need to go to school to do X. You need to go to school to do Y." Now these days, you you basically need a bachelor degree to become a barista. Yeah, and oh, there's plenty we, of baristas with. You know, which master's with, degrees? God, I, I know. I knew a guy with a master's degree. I mean, I've I've known several people with a master's degree, but the one person I know with a master's degree in gender studies, I think oh, he's working. Oh God, he's the fucking worst. I hate that guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's working at a call center selling insurance for fifteen bucks an hour now. Ouch. Um, yeah, but dude, but like. Not so you rag on that guy, but like, dude, think about how misleaded that guy was. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh, I, I don't that's, ra that's rag on him that's for what, being that's what misled. I rag on wall. him because he's a bag of shit and he's awful. And yeah, he, that's. I mean, he yeah. chose that degree, um, so yeah. it says a little bit. No, but like, dude, think think about this. This is this is this is the epiphany that I've had um, during during going through school after you know having a life before going to school. Um, I mean, r right off the bat for pretext, um, when I, when I knew in senior year that I wanted to join the Marine Corps, I had a teacher who her whole, 
high school class, her whole high school class, the only thing we talked about in the class was college prep. And I go, what if I don't want to go? She's like, well, you'll fail. I was like, fail at what? Like, there's no passing, there's no A, B, C, D, Fs. And like, you don't fail, you can fail life, obviously, but like, who who are you to judge that I'm going to be the one who fails? And yeah, it's like, that dude, going back to that dude, he, he was so misled that he thought that doing six or eight or I don't know what it takes. I, I to think six or seven years. Imaginary guy. Yeah. Um, but he's so misled that he thought taking, you know, I think the average student debt is like 80,000, but I, I think that's skewed to make it look a little bit less. Yeah. Uh, I, when some of the, most powerful people in the world keep posing with the book how to lie with statistics um, oh yeah I have, I have a little bit uh a little bit of skepticism in there but uh no like think about that they he he got lied to to the point yes. where that was his path to success and that's where he thought he needed to be and that's that was the that was that last big hurdle and then the world was going to be his oyster and then instead nope he gets out and all of a sudden hey hey bud remember how we weren't having you pay for these and yeah. he signed for him when he was 18 he really doesn't understand what interest rates are he really doesn't understand that oh not paying off a loan while it's occurring is going to bite me. Yeah, it's going to accrue a ton of interest, which it does. He's going to be paying it off for the next, you know, 30, 40 years, as a lot of people do. It's, yeah. uh, I know, you know, people who are doctors, people who are dentists, people who make a good amount of money, who are, you know, driving around shitbox, you know, and that, that's fiscally responsible and whatnot, but they're often taking on, you know, second jobs to help pay with student loans. Yeah, they're, they're, no, it's, it's interesting like there's there's a two there's a two-sided thing and i like i'm gonna i have to recommend books here um no please there's a there's a book called uh the next millionaire next door and he goes into like how to actually occur wealth like him and his father his father wrote i'm blanking on the the author um but his him and his father both wrote a book he kind of carried the torch on the second one um because his father i believe had passed but they did a study on millionaires and like did a study on people who, you know, were fiscally and financially free. Um, I think that's a, yeah, that's a dumb statement, but they were financially free. Um, and most of them, yeah, they were driving modest things. They weren't really driving the flashiest things. They yeah. weren't really doing the most, you know, interesting things in the world, but like a hundred percent, then they compared them to the people who went through the system and have all those loans and stuff like that. And though those people are already susceptible, obviously to being pressured into going into like societal norm stuff. Yeah. Well, what changes when they get out of college? Nothing. They still, okay. Now they buy a house, they get a wife, they have a kid. And next thing you know, they're, they're financing everything because you know, the neighbor next door, bought a nicer car than them and they're like i can't have that it's the debt-based economy is probably one of the worst things that has happened and i absolutely believe that most of these societal norms are by design they are oh yeah to, oh. to keep people in this recursive loop and to, yeah, to be clear when I, I was saying you know they are you know driving cars and whatnot i wasn't saying that as a slag on them i actually think it's oh, a great no, I, fiscal I didn't decision. think that yeah i, I, I drive you know uh 
a 2014, you know, car that I, <laughs> I drive a Prius, like an old Prius. Hey. Uh, you know, it, it's great. It's great. I don't even care. But, um, and it, what you say is true. Like the wealthiest people I know, they, they drive, you know, modest vehicles and whatnot. But when I say it in this case, I say it because they, that's what they can afford that, because uh, all of their money goes into, choice. yeah. <laughs> and, and the conversations I've had with them is like, no, this is what I can do because, you know, the government takes 55% of my income. Income tax is higher here. It's pretty bad. Um, oh, yeah. And student loans take, you know, another half of that. So Eesh. this is what I have left. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think it's I, – I, I legitimately believe that it is by design. I mean like that's why that's why it's like every – I'm sure you've ran into it. Like every time you push back into what is societal – like the social norms in your area, even even, you know, whatever. But every time you push into those, you can you, – you notice like – who is hypersensitive to that stuff? You you hit those chords and then you're like, okay, like, you know, I'm gonna bash school and I'm gonna uh, like I'm gonna say openly, like I've had. It's a weird experience going through, and I'm not I'm not anywhere where I want to be, but I am debt free. Um, That's more than most people can say, I think. And yeah, it, it's surreal because you know I'm talking to professors who you know some of them maybe, but like like some of the ones that like you know are teaching some of the dumb classes like classes that they tell you oh it's for your diversification like i'm not here to to diversify i'm here to learn a task and a skill and a skill set those are the people who always you know when you press them and i'm 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 a course dude like i understand that and i i don't mean it like to be a like I'm not trying to be just a dick to people just to be a dick, but I, I'm always, I'm always pressing. Like I'm my worst critic as it is. So like when I see someone, I had a teacher, uh, like I had a teacher who was skewing the grade and I was not doing so hot in that class. I was like, you are hurting me. Like, even though you're trying to get me on to the next thing, you are hurting me. Like I'm not actually learning anything. And like this is this is I I was in a community college at that point, um, but I was you know, my mind was still Sergeant Underdoll. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, if you were one of if you were one of my people, like you I would I would eat you alive. Like the only reason why you're here is because you're tenured, and it's sad because I don't think that's where you want to see yourself. But it's like, come on, like where's where's this like. Where's the standard? Where's the where's the lines that we stop playing some of these games? And we know so many people who fail in the game, and then they're like, "Oh, it's fine." Uh, that kind of like tangentially related. It kind of reminds me back to the the failing people upwards standards within the military. And I agree with you. Yeah, I, I think it only hurts people. Yeah. Um, no, dude, like, fucking fall on your face, man. That's yeah. That's fall on your face get back up and that's more that's more respectable than like being like oh well we need to cater to your feelings like yeah if, God, if there was even, anything i learned yeah like during during that time that i was struggling like back kind of going back to what we were talking about if there was anything that i learned back then it was like most of the time my feelings were fucking lying to me like doubt and you know insecurity is is a bitch to get past and i think we don't actually as a culture western culture as a whole we don't actually 
help people overcome that. We just we just continue to push them through to not fail. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to get into a rant about like, oh, you know, acceptance culture and whatnot. But I think back on a couple of times in my life where I think failing actually would have helped me significantly. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, like what? Like, I'm, I'm curious because I, I know where I failed and stuff like that. But like the, the coolest thing is when you find people like I'm sure you have people in your life like this that are like, if you're doing something stupid, they're probably like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? that that's kind of funny um i got some people like that i got some people and i i consider both good friends you know uh, both groups some people would tell me like what the fuck are you doing other people would just you know they wouldn't want to rock the boat they'd keep their mouth shut you know this is applied to relationships or decisions in my life and i appreciate both sides but i (laughs) you do need those people who will smack you upside the head and say hey hey smarten the fuck up yeah yeah and like it's it's not out of it's not of not caring that they that people do that like i like i was mentioning i'm a course dude i'm not trying to like i'm not trying to push you just to push you and fuck with your buttons like i don't want to be fucked with like why would i if if i care about you enough to put in the to to put in some input like you know i i don't want you i don't want you to fail worse you're you're already possibly failing at something or you're doing something that's going to lead you to a harder failure to get past is yeah. how i see it and no, there's 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 failure that needs to be avoided and then there's failure that yeah sure let it run its course like see what happens okay yeah. what did you learn but no that's what the school system teaches is you do not fail you don't get to fail if you fail then you fail the class and then you have to take it again and not that that's a bad thing, but back to those loans when you're when you're paying for it, like, are you gonna are you going to learn or are you going to cheat to get past so you don't fail and you know pay for the class again? Probably the second one. Yeah, and I, I find that unfortunate, and I, I kind of sympathize too. I realized you take things a lot more seriously when you're paying for them yourself. And mm-hmm. uh, my my dad was a university professor, you know. Uh, way yeah. back in the day when I went to school, you know, right out of, out of uh, high school. And, you know, I, I took it all for granted and I, I failed everything. You know, the consequences weren't my own. They were someone else's. You know, yep. they, they, I, I had, you know, some money put aside doing some jobs, but that money wasn't real to me. And, mm. you know, my, my family helped. And, you know, only going back as an adult and actually having the consequences hit me in the wallet. I, I did great. You know, I, I wasn't exactly... Einstein or anything, but yeah, you know, did it quite all right. I think back on you know the, the time in the military where I failed upwards. It, it was another one of those things where um, I was kind of pushed through, and it's something mm-hmm. that even weighs on my mind now, a fucking decade later. It was during um, I can't remember if it was my infantry qualification, but it was a night navigation, and I failed hard. I, <laughs> I sent us to the wrong fucking place. <laughs> And after that, you know, they, they just like, well, it's 500 meters that way. But, you know, they, they just check everything off and I go through. And and yeah. after that, you know, I, I've had in my head, well, I'm just I'm just bad at navigating. I, I'm just terrible yeah. at it. And that is to anyone in this kind of situation, the worst attitude to have. It's OK. You, you failed something. No, you go back and you do it again. 
and you learn and you apply yourself. But instead, you know, it's very easy to get caught in that loop where, where it's like, oh, well, I'm just bad at X. Oh, well, I'm just bad at math, but I'm good at English. Oh, and I feel like it's it's a really bad attitude to have like, oh, well, you're you're bad at one thing because, you know, you failed. But that's okay. We'll just push you through anyway, instead of actually taking the time to help you and get you through it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. It's it's weird because it's like, yeah, what's what's actually harder? Like long term, is it harder to step back, teach someone or is it, you know, harder to, to push them past? And like in the moment, it's easier to push, push them past. Like it would be hard to actually go back and like stop them or reset them or whatever. But like, yeah, you kind of like once you open up that worm and you're like worm that can of worms in your mind, you're like, okay, what other instances did I notice that's that? Exactly. Because it's, that's something that I I distinctly noticed. And there's definitely other aspects in, you know, my life and anyone's life where, you know, they, they fucked up and we're just pushed through. But the, the key is like, do you notice when that happens? Because you definitely don't learn anything. Yeah. Oh no, it's, it's terrible. Um, yeah, cause, and you don't you don't know any better either. So it's like, how do you, how like going back to going back to your dude? Um, well, not really your dude, but going back to that guy. Like, how does he ever recover? In order for him to recover, he has to realize that how much of his life was just bullshitted to him, wasted. Oh, he's doubled down hard. Um, yeah, the, the reason I, I don't like him, like I feel bad for him, but the reason I don't like him is. Uh, uh, he 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 ate an entire box of chicken wings I bought for a party. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> he, he, That's he just, funny. He just he just came in and he just fucking ate them. And yeah, no, fuck that guy. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Then there's a pile of other reasons, but the big ones, the chicken wings. Um, Definitely go, don't going eat. back to academia and just don't kind eat of how we chicken wings like that. Oh no, he you, you don't <laughs> fucking do someone dirty like that. That's messed up, man. Yeah, you don't just eat all of them. Yeah, no, he, he's, d- dude, it, it was, it, I got a Super Bowl bucket, I was hosting a little party, just came, <laughs> I shit you not, dude came into my house, sat down in the kitchen, and ate the entire bucket of wings. Bro, it, it was hungry, like, there man. were like 40. Fuck this guy. There we go. We, yeah. we found, we found the root cause. Yeah, th- th- there's others, I didn't like him before that, but you know, it's all for similar reasons. Yeah, chicken wings. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> also, he, he was uh, like radically communist, and uh, you know, that, the, why is it that radical communists are always the people who are like, "Well, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Uh, I'm going to steal the fruits <laughs> of your labor now and eat all of your chicken wings." He he was uh, my my old roommate's friend, and. Uh, she she messaged one day saying like hey uh, do you mind if I bring this this friend I met in the Czech Republic back to you know s- stay for two weeks and he ended up staying in my workshop just like occupying the workshop for four months. I'm like, I'm assuming without a, any sort of exchange. No no the exchange was <laughs> of, he course, ate my food of course and, uh, well no 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 in his mind you got to be blessed with his presence. Yes yeah, so I, uh, I got lectures about um you know. Marx and uh, how how we need to abolish the concept of private property in the house that I was paying a mortgage on, but <laughs> it's always the non-property owners that say that too. <laughs> yep, yep. Anyways, yes, back to student loans. It no, kind but of, yeah, 
Oh no! I'm just like I'm just like you, where I, I'm like, like I something sh- comes I, into your head and you have to so, talk about it. Something. So, uh, it's just one jab at the chicken eater guy. No, dude, no, dude, it's dude. Like, dude, that guy is a staunch believer of the education system because he thinks that oh they they really prepped me, they really got me to where I am. I up here, I am the smartest fucking guy I know. And then like society, like he gets out and you're like. Hey, um, society asks you to like provide some sort of value. Oh, capitalism has failed. Like yeah, capitalism to, has I, failed. I, I have to provide value. No nonsense. I don't have to provide value. Do you know what I know? I know what I know, and it's pretty freaking good. <laughs> <laughs> and that, oh my god, oh, I I could rant all it, day. It, it, I, there, it just snowballs, like, dude. Those t- those types of people have kids, and then they they. Oh, this dude's never having kids. I'm not worried. They tell them that they're not going to win. They're not going to do anything. Yeah, lu- luckily a lot of the a lot of these like second gen com- communists are the ones like I don't know. They mu- they want to mutilate themselves or whatever, or they think that having a kid is the most selfish thing you can do. Which is like, what you're bringing that you're bringing a life into. I, I mean, you can go into a whole topic of religion or whatnot, but like the fact that people don't see it as you're 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 getting a chance to live through you're you're getting a chance for them to like live your legacy and that's something that like western culture was founded on was like your the legacy of your family like you you had overall goals that were bigger than yourself and most of those people don't have any goals that are outside of themselves all their goals are centric they're they're all center based goals they don't want to if it's not adding if it's not adding instant return on value and gratification um that's another thing gratification if it's not instantly giving that to them then the you know they don't want a part of it and that's like literally where some of the best things happen there is such a need for instant gratification just like that dopamine rush these days it's we're programmed for it it's disgusting but in this case his instant gratification was my fucking chicken wings i hate this guy (laughs) i i swear to oh all right well we'll get past we'll get past him yeah we'll get we'll get past him Um, oh me talking about my prius fuck that guy Uh, (laughs) Um, if it ever happens one day i don't want this out there Oh yeah, so we see that uh, chicken wings were the instigator of this one. <laughs> but no, um, okay. So think think about this. It's like that person was probably raised by someone who you know went through the '60s and the '70s and all that stuff. And like you know, some people were anti-hippie, some people were hippie, whatever. But like you got like this conflicted that that's like that is the like standalone moment in history where I think that it finally kind of broke into two things. I think before I I've always like kind of what we were talking about before um, we started recording. I think before at one point in time, nations were just more interested in like, you know, having a stable nation than they were of like collectively making minds gush and raking in income and all that stuff but like vietnam and like the 60s and all those all those little not little wars but like all that stuff in between you start to see like that was that was almost the born that was almost the left and the right that we know today but now we're how many yeah now now we're 50 50 years later and you know 
Marxism is being taught in school when at at once or at one point in time in both of our countries that like calling someone a communist was a big deal. Yeah. You didn't call someone a communist lightly. And uh, it's kind of funny how, you know, the uh, the word for that, like the the uh, definitions people use have changed so much. Like it, it used to be, you know, with McCarthyism and everything like that in the 60s. Yeah. Like communist was the big scare. And, you know, you call someone that and it ruins their career. Now it's yep. fascist. Soon it'll be something else. Yep. Probably just, oh. you know, the pendulum swings in each direction. Yeah. And and like the, the bar for that has always just been so low. I have a, I have a question for you. Yeah, go nuts. I, with with that one, because I'm curious. I, I obviously, this is a little bit loaded, but do you think there is a war on words right now? I think there there never hasn't been. I, I think that... Uh, okay. How do you mean if you elaborate? Uh, uh, so in order for a language to be like good and effective, right? There has to have some sort of common understanding for you to like right now, what we're doing is I'm communicating something and these words mean something that is, you know, a standard. And there's maybe some things that we talk about that don't quite have a black and white standard, but like, you know, when I say the words like water bottle, right? You probably are like, oh yeah, I know what he's talking about. He's got a bottle full of water. But like, as far as, you know, going into it deeper, like each day we see different systems using words to make them their own definition. Like people used to be like, open your dictionary and dictionaries were generally the same depending upon the author. Now we talk about like, you know, gender studies, like what? Um, you go into some of those topics there and you can't even, you can't even define some of the things in the, in the world anymore. So how are you supposed to have two people who believe two different things communicate in one language, but they are communicating it in a manner where one side has one definition of things and the other side has another definition of things? Because then you, you those two never stop fighting, which is... I find that kind of funny because you see it in real time. Um, I, I believe that we talked briefly about it with uh, Isaac, actually, talking about the real time definitions changing like in the dictionary for example yeah oh it's just a quick update now it's not even a printing yeah it's uh you know miriam webster and everything else and and part of that and kind of going back into academia not to bring this full circle like well you you would consider i don't want to use the the word authoritarian left but yeah uh generally who's in charge of any complex changes and the corporate left is very much in in control of academia now yeah corporations are oh yeah let's that finish that thought let's let's think about some corporation stuff here go ahead finish your thoughts getting getting into some spicy thoughts you you brought you brought up corporations i have i think i think we align on this but yeah no corporation authoritative left corporations you were saying have got into the business of meddling in, uh, and perhaps it's always been this way, but especially now with the dissemination of knowledge the way it is with, with the internet, with everything. And, you know, I think back on when I was, you know, 10, 11, 12, and, you know, all of my news came from the news. I got it from the newspaper and I got it from CNN. I got it from, you know, Global, CTV, CBC, and I didn't question it at all. But now we have access to so much information at our fingertips. You know, you've got a yeah, smartphone. In real time. You, yeah, in real time. You, there's, you can get information out there, you know, it, 
in real time, you know, through a live stream or anything else, it'll take them time to censor you. There's ways around almost any block if you know what the hell you're doing. There's ways to, you know, get good information out there, get bad information out there. The information war has just changed so much. And I, I feel like, you know, in, in part of that, corporations are starting to take it on upon themselves to become arbiters of morality. And oh, I think yeah. that's part of it. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. No, dude, you segued that, like, perfectly into corporations. Cor corporations are just... <laughs> by accident. No, uh, like... You fit, like I was kind of curious on your thoughts on some of that, and then like you kind of segued it into like, a, dude, here, like going back to that domino explanation is like the small domino, dude. It tipped over the big one, right? Like there's little key things along the ways that kept making the domino bigger and bigger and bigger and more noticeable, more noticeable. The elephant in the room only ate and got bigger um, because everyone refused to notice it. Um, but yeah, dude, like. I don't know, man. It's it's weird because we're about to we're about to be in June, and uh, we all know what happens in June first. Everyone changes their corporate logo to a rainbow, and it's like when, like when when was that part of when was that part of you know business? At one point in time, you ask the business their preferences on anything, and they're like, no comment. Yeah, because they knew like no, we're not gonna we're not gonna make a polarizing statement, but now. Some of it's them have profitable. such, yeah, yeah. Some of them have such deep pockets. Like, where, where are you gonna do? Like, you're gonna get small minority of people like being like, we're gonna boycott this. But it's like, okay, you already funded them past all of their. Like, now they're just able to be blatantly bad. They can blatantly push you around because they have their hands in everything. Like, try, try not, try not encountering somewhere or something that you need, but you have to. You, the only place you can really find it is Amazon. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. It's oh, what I used to do for the thing. I, I would order things from fucking China and wait two months. Like this small <laughs> packet of, of like M3 fastener nuts of a certain spec or things like that. No, it's like, where the, where the hell could I get them? I could, you know, pay $100 from a fastener store and wait two weeks. Or I could wait two months and just get them from AliExpress. Yeah. Now, now they're on Amazon, and you know we we've created these be these beasts. We funded them with our money, and yep. you know we're reaping the consequences now. And you know yeah, I, I, I am a proponent of a free market, but holy shit, just what the beast has become. Yeah. Oh no. Like you, like you guys kept saying in the the fat shaming episode, the industrial industrial revolution had consequences. And it, and its consequences <laughs> have been disastrous for the human race. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I'm I'm not I'm not saying that those like there there's been points and times there's been catalysts in the in the in the history of both of our like both of our countries as far as Western civilization goes where. We had we had telling moments that kind of showed who really was pulling strings behind the scenes. Like when too big to fail. I remember when I was young, um, you know, and yeah, back then the news, everyone was everyone was on the same the same sink of oh these banks are too big to fail. Banks too big to fail. Banks too big to fail. And then they failed. And then they're like, well, Freddie May, Freddie Mac. They failed. Um, it's not a big deal. We're gonna handle it. You're not gonna. You're not gonna feel the effects. The only people are going who are gonna feel the effects are these big top investor 
banks and all this stuff like that. Well, guess what the investor banks do? They they have all those mortgages. They're collecting the interest. This now you want to now you want to go do anything with money and in the financial system that has become normal to the point where hey, you should take out eyeball crippling debt, whether it's for school, whether it's for your car, whether it's for whatever. Where like we you essentially got it to the point where you start to think like, okay, people literally voted for this with their dollar and by not having discipline to stop themselves from getting in there as a society, you start to see where those polarizations really started to like fray. Like I, in my opinion, I think that's where some of it comes from. It's like now, now they can play two sides, but you know, the guy wearing the red hat is still going to buy the same place that the purple haired person is going to buy from, you know? Yeah. Like everyone's a lot more connected than I think, but the uh, like the polarizations between people have just been so artificially pushed and pushed and pushed. Mitch and I have talked about it before. You know, you get you get two people from two totally different political spectrums into a room. Most of the time, they'll just get along and just have it like a normal conversation. Uh, yeah, and they can have a respectful debate if they even debate at all. But you get people online, and they just hate each you you put that one degree or two degrees of separation between two people who disagree about something and i i truly believe you know politicians and you know corporations and everything else they love it they absolutely it's 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 profitable it's easy it's easy profit yeah and next the next new thing drops guess what we can sell a t-shirt both sides 100 percent. you know facebook sells more time you know uh, more ad revenue sorry or of people who are mad and, you know, getting into arguments on there. Same with Twitter. Same with everything else. You know, the the more pe- – anger is addicting for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anger doesn't require any reflection. It's just yeah. projection. Exactly. And, and so, like, we want to go back – like, if we want to talk about that type of stuff, like – that's that's where that's where so many people are missing in my opinion is they miss the reflection they they want to be the projection they like and you like all right let's let's circle back this to the gun culture like because that's something we both are very very passionate about and stuff like that and you see people who will go out and make some of the dumbest statements in the world trying to call out one other group or, or another and it's like dude where did you reflect on that because more than likely you didn't you made a statement that was so bold and not i, I don't know it, oh dude there's so much of that like the, the do, gun do you get what this, i mean though like yeah. I, I feel like i feel like we're hypersensitive to it in that respect because you know we love that stuff but like this isn't this isn't just a this isn't just a gun community thing this is this is a this is every this is, community yeah this is a societal like, I'm sure get, thing yeah you get deep enough into like crochet or like competitive vaping or i don't know like <laughs> yeah just think of any group and no bro you get my clouds were group. definitely thicker than your clouds bro oh dude I, I can thicker, huff bro. that fucking cotton better than you bro <laughs> blow that fucking cumulus nimbus um <laughs> I, I i don't know anything about vaping i'm just i i don't either um it, it just sounds it seems funny the competitive vaping exists though i found that out the oh, other day Okay, fun story. Fun yeah. story. Let's let's break yeah. some of this monotony of uh, torture and complaining. About the, the complaining. The no, of society. I, I, I hope I hope whoever's still listening to this is like, I, I you know, we're just two dudes, right? Yes. Um, but uh, 
yeah, dude, it's just like, I mean, it's weird. It's it's all an experience. But uh, so st- fun story. When I was uh, stationed in Washington, it was uh, it was around the time that vaping became big, and everyone was just in this competition of who could like who could spin the. I know way too much about vaping for never owning one. Um, <laughs> who could spin their coils the best? Um, what the fuck does around- that even mean, dude? So okay. They're, so what a vape is it's a literal you're taking you're taking a battery and you're putting it through a circuit board that like controls these coils and there's probably some there's probably some like vapor out here like listen like it's probably one of them in his subaru um yeah it's like just, you, you know, fucking retards yeah he's he's just taking that <laughs> he's just ripping this that dude. <laughs> i hate this dude um no but okay they 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 have these coils and they they wrap them around and uh they wrap them around this cotton thing or whatever right and that's what they pour the juice on and that's what heats it up and turns that juice into vapor uh and dude yeah those were those were actually uh considered contraband where i worked and uh the those were contraband and you know marines and civilians alike were were kind of like you know testing their luck with that one because the the stuff that i was around technically you couldn't have uncontrolled electronic devices um around and uh (laughs) oh the the amount of times i've went over a bearcat intercom back then and been like put your vape away (laughs) made me resent them (laughs) oh my god just just like all the friggin' Marines just pulling them out and taking a no. These are these are these are government. Rip. No, these are government contractors. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the guy in the back of the Bearcats like, <laughs> 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 you're like, dude, don't don't smoke this thing up. Um, but no, dude, I I don't know. I yeah, I feel that. I feel like in every community, there's 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 always that polarization. There's someone who's teaching someone how to in in the legend or there there's someone teaching someone how to do something wrong and everything or they're that guy can't say this because you know that's not right and there's some there's some merit to that like i think there's things that are objectively wrong yes like there are things that people say to try and get some traction or try and get whatever and they are objectively wrong i think you're a liar if you don't believe stuff like that um I mean, it's it, yeah, it's weird. It's no, I, I, really I agree. Weird. Um, I, I think there's a lot of nuance in things, and you know, I, I'll I'll let and respect people to do basically anything that doesn't hurt anyone else. Like, is it hurting someone indirectly or directly? You know, does it hurt, hurt their stuff? Does it take it? Whatever. That exactly. being said, I, I do believe in objective truth for some things. Like, some things are objectively right, some things are objectively wrong. Something that is objectively right. To, I was about to say to me, but that doesn't sh- stop it from being. That doesn't know, work. That doesn't work. It, it automatically it work. validates it. Is you know the inalienable rights of all human beings. To me, that's just fact. Yeah. Well, and then you, okay, so you go back to you go back to that mindset, and uh, it, uh, dude, it's like yeah, if I'm not hurting anyone, why does it why does it stop like why does it stop me from owning something? Why does it stop me from um, you know doing whatever? R- like that cotton. Yeah, why does it stop me from you know ripping my ripping my cotton and my vape wrong? I don't vape. Um, 
I, I don't know. But, I, I'm oh, going like, to spool those coils, man. Bro. Like, why, why can I have why can I have a one thing that shoots projectiles, but I can't have one thing that shoots projectiles faster? Like, yeah. what's the difference? If I'm not interfering with your life with either of them, why does it matter which ones I own? No, I absolutely. Why does it like? I I think it would be cool if we could like do like get AT fours and like shoot those into a mountainside. <laughs> like, could could you imagine? Like, have you seen the videos where they uh they use like artillery to like cause avalanches like preventively? That's actually really cool. I did, I have not. I've heard of that being done, but I haven't seen any videos of it. But that I, makes sense. It absolutely does. Yeah. Like, why can't I? What if I have a mountain on my on my property and I need to you know not have an avalanche unexpectedly while I'm snowboarding dude, dude people used to own warships privately it, it yeah. drives me wild every time i see joe biden go like oh well, you can't own a cannon first yes you can and second there's literal you letters own a fucking saying warship. you can yeah. yeah there's literally letters that say you can yeah it drives me wild oh yeah <laughs> i mean who's to say that guy can't eat your chicken wings but <laughs> that, that, that's hurting me and my property you know, he, that's true. That's yeah. true. That was a he, test. He, he came into my house and took my stuff. He ate all of them. That yeah. motherfucker. Um, no, like, dude, one. Have you ever thought about like how just like a hundred years ago, in like even like the 1920s, there was there was laws, but like you went outside to like certain areas and like who was going to enforce them? Yeah, there, there's know? nothing. It's Red Dead Redemption there. Like, yeah. Like there's locally elected law enforcement, if anything. And yeah, and if you're not even in their jurisdiction, they're probably just going to be like, "Well, he, not my problem. If he kills himself, he kills himself." Like the, I'm not, and I'm, I'm not saying like you know go out commit suicide. Cool. I'm saying like if he if he like accidentally falls off a cliff side, you know, like okay, he was doing what he wanted. He wanted to be on that cliff. He fell off that cliff. He got the consequences. Yeah. But no, I, like one of the one of the things that kind of sparked that I or one of the things that kind of popped in my mind when you said that, um, if it's not stopping, and I know there's some people who are going to be like, well, the firefighters that have to come get you or whatever, blah yeah. blah blah. Like, oh gonna... yes, these public. Oh, it'll put a strain on the healthcare system. Yeah, and, you like, know, that's oh, tax you... dollars. Yes, we need to protect the tax dollars. I had someone during COVID tell me that I wear a seatbelt because it prevents me from filling up a hospital bed for someone who needs one. I'll let that. I wanted to let that guy know how like disconnected that I got um, during that time because, you know, I was like circling back all the way to the uh, introduction when I was working at that gun store. Yes. Yes. Let's let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about that. When I was working at that gun store, I worked, I worked there beforehand. It was great. I was, you know, I was freshly out of the Marine Corps. Um, So like working in that element was like, this is, this is a good place. Right. But yeah. So he's telling me that I I need to wear my seatbelt. This was recently. He told me that I needed to wear my seatbelt to prevent uh, filling a hospital bed for someone, someone else who needs it more because of covid or whatever um sure they're okay, gonna keep using that excuse forever dude yeah whatever uh like okay so should i like not have accidents either like if i accidentally like you know fall and break something is is that selfish of me to anyways um yeah let's go into the let's go into the gun store thing when i was working at a gun store during you know i i worked at it at a peaceful time too so like it was pretty dope like 
I mean, I was going through school, like I had just started using my GI Bill. Um, was still with a bad person, um, toxic, but you know. I'm sorry, was, man. I I feel that. Life was life was good in most in many ways before then. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, then you know during during the course after, and this was it's okay. So it's interesting because we we already talked about like a pretty heavy subject in my life as far as like the Marine Corps and like getting out and all that stuff. And yeah, like getting out is like, it's like that good, scary, you know, kind of unknown feeling, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not really something that you can really describe unless you've been through it. But yeah. So I was like, all right, this is cool. I'm in a, a more, you know, rugged place. Like, you know, you, you deal with some more serious stuff at gun stores than you do like, you know, if you're working at target or some, something like that. Yeah. It's um, a transitory environment. Yeah, it really was. And, um, yeah, so, you know, it was good. And I got into competitive shooting there. Like, so a lot of, a lot of good stemmed out from there, even though, you know, the, the rest of what I'll talk about is kind of negative or whatever you want to take it as. And it wasn't really, Eh, it was negative, but it, it, I don't want to make, I want to make sure that people don't think I just came on here to complain or anything like that. I just like, I look, I look at things that I, I always constantly look at things in a way of, you know, Hey, what was I doing and what could be do be done better? And where can I move from this? And I, I'm, I'm not a very, as you've probably noticed while we have this video on, I don't sit still very well. Like I don't, I'm oh, even, we're both very much of the, I've noticed you messing around with your NATO strap there. Yes. I'm waiting for a watch. So I, I just oh. fidget with this cause it doesn't make noise. Yeah. But yeah, so there's a lot of good in it. Actually it was cool. So let me, let me tell a USPSA story and uh, some of that. And then that that's, that's tied into the whole gun store thing. So you know, I, I had mentioned that I was in a bad relationship and, you know, sometimes you stay in it a lot longer than you think. And the hindsight's always twenty twenty. So anyone who's listening to this, like if you've been in one, don't beat yourself up for it. Like come to the agreement with yourself that, yeah, you could have made better decisions. That's fine. But like you can you can move on from it. That's not the defining moment of your life. There's obviously different hurdles for each person, but like man, fuck just giving up. Like that's, that's dumb. Um, especially because of that reason, you, you've definitely needed to learn something out of it, take it, move with it and go forward. But yeah, so I got out of that and, you know, I was kind of just coasting. Like I was like, all right, I'm going through school, but I don't really like any of this. I work at a gun store. I don't really get paid very well. Um, yada yada but like i was sustaining because the gi bill and all that stuff but i was like okay this has a literal ticking time on it like once i graduate it's done like i i don't get any more um all that so uh yeah i got i got kind of bullied into uh shooting a uspsa match like an out, uh, outlaw uspsa match that one of my coworkers kept hosting and i kept like being like nah 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 like I, i'm not into that yada yada and then uh because i was doing a very minnesotan thing and i was playing in a hockey league <laughs> that's very minnesota yeah that's very minnesotan don't you know but uh oh. yeah so <laughs> was that pretty good that was pretty good yeah I, I probably was like 
got you a flashback of like, where am I? <laughs> Fargo, specifically Fargo. Um, so yeah, he finally he finally got me. He he asked me one day. He's like, so do you have hockey? And I was like, no, it's over. He's like, so you're shooting tonight? And I was like, you got me. So I shot a match that night, and uh, lo and behold, I was like, wow, that was fun. But I suck, and I really like this stuff. But I suck. I'm gonna. I'm not not suck anymore. And I like went down the rabbit hole of like Ben Stager books. I went down the rabbit hole of like, how do I get the most round count that I can on my budget? I cut out so much stuff, dude. Like it was probably good. Well, it was great. I I learned that one, I didn't need to be in that relationship. Um, and two, I learned how to budget for things that I wanted. And, uh, cause I wanted that badly and it was keeping kind of, it was kind of keeping my mind in a positive atmosphere rather than, you know, dwell on what had just happened in that relationship. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so got addicted to USPSA, started really grooving into it. And then, you know, COVID hit and that was dumb. Like it, was, it just put a halt to a lot of things. And I was a little worried that everything that I had kind of just worked for right there was going to be like done for a while. And that, whatever um because minnesota was looking at shutting things down like everything which you know we all know how we feel about that that sparked a whole new little thing um in my experience of life and it was it was like getting put into it was get it was like getting a rocket strapped to your back and then like the average day at a gun store is not very fun as far as like behind the counter there's a lot of good customers there's a lot of people who you're like man <laughs> are you sure you can handle this yeah um, oh dude I, like, I i have some friends who work at gun stores they tell me fucking stories and none yeah. of those stories are good oh like, no most and, of them involve getting flagged by another idiot yeah and it, it like i don't it's sad too. Cause you like, I've seen so many, like for working there that long, I saw so many people progress and stuff like that. But like, yeah, man, it's, it's weird because people put so much research into certain things of their life, but then they're like, I need a gun to protect myself. And many of them, especially when there's a lot of fear and that's what COVID started. Oh, COVID yeah. started the fear buying. And that was some of the scariest things that I saw in my life because these people were like crying or like, you know, professing how, you know, I'm not an evil person by buying this. I'm like, man, you're talking to someone who like, shit, I want to, I want to own a machine gun. Like, do you, I, I don't think you're an evil person for buying a lever action, ma'am. <laughs> and yeah, like that was the scary part. Cause it was like, okay, there's a lot of tension here. And at the start of it, like, you know, there was right to, there was some right to be worried. Like, I I've had sympathy for these people because I'm in I, I'm in considerably decent health and you know some of them were like this could wipe me out like this could be it this could be yeah. my last years and sure obviously we're on the past the back end of that but like during this time I was like okay yeah I, I get what you're coming from um wasn't really too lenient or wasn't really too budging on the mask I did not wear one even when they were forced I wore one on my chin all that stuff but the fear buying in covid was like okay this is wild but it also ended up stopping all of training too which was like how in the world are we allowing ourselves to get stopped training people 
when this is the most opportune time to train people. And what I ended up doing was I worked some back deals and was able to work after hours to train people, which that kind of sparked it. I was like, okay, I, I, can, I can get behind this. And it felt like all that, that grind in the USPSA realm because I got to A class pretty quickly. Uh, still having a shop master, but it's not really a agenda thing. It's, it will happen when it happens. But yeah, so I noticed like, okay, we need to teach these people. We need to get them properly trained. We need to get them resources and stuff like that. And luckily, there's a lot of good resources out there now. Um, and sure. during that time, there was a lot more resources pushed out. That's finally settled down. Like COVID was a thing. Like we were kind of working through it. Like the range hadn't really opened much. Um, and it was during winter. So, I mean, it was freezing out here. So no one was really shooting outdoors either. Um, ammo was still priced fairly decently. Um, you started to see towards like the summer, like towards spring, it started to go out of stock more. And then, yeah, you know, I think it was, I don't remember the exact date, but um, yeah, the riots, <laughs> the riots oh, were not yeah. far behind. Yeah. And and that, that ammo shortage lasted like a year and a half. Oh yeah. Oh so yeah. Like I, I went to, um, this was, this was a couple of months ago. I went to uh, just a, a gun store where in the state that I was. And, you know, I, I was visiting the States for the first time in years. And I, I walked in to, to grab some uh, stuff. And the guy looks at me and he goes, this is a total stranger, just the guy behind the counter. He goes, we got nine millimeter now and we're not limited to just one box. Like it, it's some <laughs> big news. Yeah. Oh, dude, that was the bane of my existence for a while was like, you got any nine millimeter? And it's like, dude, we've been a store that if we have any, we put it on the shelves always. We're not the type of store that's going to hide it behind the counter and you got to slip us some, you know, handshakes to get it right. Like we put it on the counter. If it's not there, it's not there. Like that was so, dude, that got so soul crushing. It was like we did. The only thing we set ammo aside for was our classes because that was the only like they couldn't shut down permit to carry classes. They could shut down every other class, but they couldn't shut down permit to carry because that infringed on constitutional. the yeah. constitution. So luckily there was that, right? Luckily, like luckily, and that I'm not saying that was any, that is not training. That is a check in the box. Again, you can fail the shit out of that and they'll pass you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a, like will you point, will you put this in your mouth? Don't yeah, do that. Will you, will you point this in your mouth? No. Will you point this at me? Okay, kind of, but no. Um, yeah, don't point this at me again, and you're good. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what the licensing is like here. Okay. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it's it's all dumb. We yeah, we've we've both agree on the effects of that. So yeah, that that all was going down, and then you know the George Floyd thing happened, and uh, I'm living only. I live only probably about at that time I lived probably only about like, you know, 25 minutes if I didn't hit traffic from about there, eh, maybe a little bit more. So like 25 to 35, depending upon whether I was following speed limits or not. So I'm not far from it. Like I can see the twin cities from, you know, a couple places where I'm living and uh, it happened in Minneapolis, which isn't, the capital, but it's one of the bigger cities um, that is right next to our capital. And uh, yeah, dude, it was it was like the floodgates that I thought were open 
weren't even open yet. The amount of the amount of new people, the amount of like the amount of 4473s that I signed was in the thousands in just like, you know, days worth. All of them Minneapolis St. Paul, Minneapolis St. Paul, Minneapolis St. Paul, and it felt like what are we doing? Like we're setting we're setting things up for so bad failure in so many ways because these people are scared and like there there there's a system that's broken and like dude that live that live video stuff like you know being able to access all these these things like right off the bat like i remember like thankfully you know my girlfriend now and at the like we've been dating for two years now but like i she was like literally grounding me from like being like what is going on like it the only like you want to feel like you're not going to sit on the sidelines on some of that stuff, but like, what was I really going to do if I went down there? Like nothing. I would just start trouble. Yeah. Um, Well, we we all saw what happened to, you know, a bunch of people who did. So. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, I ended up, you know, getting paid, paid to do some security stuff and like all that. And it was, it was, it was a blessing and a curse. It was a curse because I know there's people out there who, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to restrict them. I didn't like, you know, buy your gun. But the, the thing that I, that I have a, have a little quarrel with is so going back to the previous conversation that we had about the education system and stuff like that. We do not, we do not have a culture right now that really has ambitious people who want to learn themselves. They think they have to go through some system or whatever and whatnot. And then you yeah, add, we'll go through X add, to get Y. You know, yeah, I will learn. You, I will ahead. learn, but I will do this because this will get me a job that will pay money, so I can, I don't know, use it to buy Pokemon cards. Whatever people yeah. want to buy, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's and like that. That was the thing is I knew that the carry the permit to carry thing is a complete joke. Like it is, it is state revenue. Like it is. That's all it is. It's just another way to make some money for the quote roads even though if you drive two hours in minnesota any direction you will see that it does not all go to the roads Um, oh no (laughs) imagine if it did dude we would be floating on clouds man you would never have to buy tires hover cars we we would have heated roads with like magnetic strips you you would want to build a race car with the stiffest suspension in the world just so you could go faster on the roads yeah well, but it's no, that's uh, not the case. <laughs> no. It's one of those things. Like it goes back to like I, I want to say like how how botched and how much waste there is in the healthcare system. How much waste there is with even student loans. Again, going back to yeah. that whole thing from the beginning. It's like this it, is why college costs so much because the government subsidizes it. This this is why you know the roads are terrible despite us paying so much. I got into this an argument with my dad about this a little while ago. Um, and uh, like we we don't talk very much. I've talked talked about this in the podcast before. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's like, I, well, I, you I, have you have to pay taxes because that's how we fix the roads. And then right at that moment, because I'm driving both of us, we just like hit this big pothole. <laughs> Instant justice. <laughs> it's oh my god. Yeah, no, but dude, that's that's literally the carry the permit to carry system. Yeah, and that's, it's that's why that's why. That's why so many people are working on abolishing it. And yeah. just the average the average person who is like, I can't teach myself anything. I can't be responsible for this. Yeah. You're like, dude, but you can. Yeah, and you, all of this information know, is out there. 
yeah all of you it. can you can though that's the caveat that's why i was like kind of a doomer is like dude i'm telling you that like you're getting screwed by going through the the checklist that i'm explaining to you that you have to go through even yeah. even me standing here making you fill out a 4473 is too much for me yeah. um but obviously you know i in order to in order to, i think in some in some cases in order to be that voice you have to insert yourself into places that you don't necessarily agree with 100% and that that, that that's how i felt the gun store was for me it felt like like masks dude we eventually started wearing masks and i was like are you are you kidding like really like we all know we all know we all talk about this we could be we could be that standout place and you know our governor was you know set up a little ss line for you to call on your neighbor and tell on any businesses all wild stuff that i couldn't ever imagine before you know like i got out of the marine corps and i was like oh the real world's pretty cool like nobody really fucks with me i get to kind of go my own direction and then that all happened. And here we are like, a couple of years later and the world is yeah. a fuck and there's a ministry of truth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Big domino. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe we're on one of those medium-sized dominoes. We haven't seen the big Medium-sized domino, domino, but it all ends <laughs> with us owning nothing and eating the bugs. Yes. So. Oh, oh, yes. Let's let's wrap this up and uh, talk about the bugs. Let's oh, talk about man, food, we, Do you want to get into all the creepy class? Because we can. Yes, let's 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 wrap this gun story up. But no, so eventually what happened, and it, it was a cool experience. I did, once the training started opening up again, I got, dude, my, my, my birthday I spent, I think I trained like six people that day. Um, my, like every, uh, every day I was just working, trying to fit as many lessons in as, in as possible. And it was mainly because I felt it was my duty as someone who, cares about this stuff who someone wants to see others grow like i had just seen myself grow with uspsa and my my ability and all that stuff um and and all that after like all of that growth after taking one of the biggest stumbles of my life which was you know a failed engagement you know like me and her were almost married and seeing these people just walk in dragging their feet head down like not not thinking about not thinking about themselves not thinking about um not thinking about just anything that they can do to benefit themselves was just like i wanted to like get them to see that like owning a gun can like in order to do it you're you're taking on a task that is daunting the first time i think everyone like i know for a fact you know when you first shot your gun like when yeah. when you first shot a real gun no 100% probably, everyone kind of knows when they shot a gun for the first time and whatnot. And it's a daunting yeah. task. Like oh, 100%. You get, dude disconnect, like so many dudes need to disconnect their ego with this stuff. Just oh, realize, man, I'm going to realize about that. It's do it, do it. There, Go there's for it. such, I've been ranting similarly to you during COVID, especially I'm, I'm not a USPSA a shooter. Like we don't, we don't really yeah. have a lot of that here, but I'm of, the competence that you would expect. I'm not going to say I'm good. I'm not going to say I'm bad. I'm a, I'm a competent shooter. I'm okay. All right. Um, yeah. But like the, what you would expect for someone who shoots, you know, one or two or three times a week for a couple of years. There's no shame in that, dude. I, yeah. Like there, 
yeah, again, set the ego aside. You're doing you're doing something to better yourself. That's that's at the end of the day the be- the best thing. Thank you. But uh, yeah, dur- during COVID and all of that, because th- there is a serious lack of instruction here, I just started holding classes for free. It's like word of mouth. You know, you, you come out and I'll, I'll teach you what I know. You know, I'll, I'll yeah. uh, and just you, you meet so many types of people. And, you know, these are the people who actually take the initiative to come out. But there's a lot oh, of yeah. ego involved with with. I actually found women were easier to teach than men. With men, there's a, there was a lot of ego. Um, absolutely yeah and th- there was absolutely the the two distinct personalities were kind of polar opposites of each other the the first kind would be uh like watched the movie john wick once and thinks that they are rambo and like like yeah I, you know i i'm a great i'm an excellent they, shooter like I, i'm amazing you don't really have anything to teach me because i can stand at 10 yards at the indoor range and i can shoot a bullseye maybe one out of three times i can blast um, away they're all gonna they're all gonna stay within the you know circle you're like yeah Dude, and th- that's they don't really realize there's more to shooting than like flat range perfect yeah. environment everything and then there's the other personality that like treats guns like a dangerous snake Oh, dude, I can't stand those. I I was like the biggest. I was the biggest bully to those people. Like I bullied people who came into the store like that. It's like, dude, if you're gonna, if you're like, like, what are you even if doing? You're gonna, if you're going to be a, if you're going to be a gatekeeper because of your yeah. ego, like I'm going to stomp on your ego. I'm going, I'm going to just continue to make fun of you, like, because it's, it's dumb, dude. It you is. Can't, you can't say you're. You can't say you're about these rights if the rights are granted through you that's not that's not rights yeah no i i agree yeah i i found um very quickly people would either get humbled or they if and i I found this once um i was teaching a woman and her husband and they they you know just bought their first two carbines you know they had a homestead they're doing home defense like that, that that was their their whole idea and they were learning from nothing and yeah. they, they both walked into the same level of proficiency, which was nothing. But the man, I think, wanted to be Rambo out of the box. He wanted to, you know, run a course of fire and, you know, hit all A zones and everything. Whereas his wife came with the uh, the mindset that she wanted to learn and, you know, she didn't have any shooting experience. Mm-hmm. A couple lessons later, she's still coming back and he's not because he couldn't he didn't really take the uh, the fact he didn't do well and you know there, there's no bullying there's no anything it's just like a oh hey you know you want to adjust it this 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 but he didn't like the fact that his wife was progressing faster than he was this is just one example yeah no i i i can confirm that too i know i know plenty of cases like that yeah dude when my schedule was just completely booked with lessons like there dude i made that sort of so much money in lessons and whatnot and like obviously i i had to make some sort of profit for them otherwise i wouldn't have been able to do it but the amount of stuff that i was doing like not so much under the table but like hey like let's just negate that cost like i want like if you're here to actually learn this and you're like you know asking questions and stuff like that i'm gonna take my time i'm gonna i don't don't care like i know we're doing fine like you know we're gonna make killing tomorrow because everyone's in panic and they want to buy a gun and they want to buy ammo and they want to do this and that like but yeah dude like so many so many people um forget that like in order to learn like you have to fail 
again there's yeah, reoccurring to... there's reoccurring trends that we keep having in this having yeah. in this conversation um growth is all done through failure for the most part sometimes you get lucky and you connect two and two together and you get to pass that bridge without you know it crumbling under you not to not to sob story myself but like i went through like bridges crumbling left and right like i got out of the marine corps i got out of a shitty relationship you know i i saw much of what i wanted to go for um feel like it was slipping out of my hands and like instead i i kind of doubled down on the opposite i was like no fuck that i'm not i'm not getting back into this mindset that's exactly why i got out of the marine corps i didn't get out to go back to to the the defeated mindset that i had and that's not it that's not an easy task for you know someone who just follows whatever is projected to them by society yeah where do you see that you don't you don't you you see you see this fakeness you see people post like let's talk let's talk about the shooting thing you see these people posting unrealistic times they either don't show their hits or you know oh well this one was from a different string or whatever right and you're like dude come on man it can be women but yeah you're right most men most men think they have to pick up a gun and they have to be good with it right away and rightfully so it's kind of instinct in our nature to be the protector but the women come in and they have the mindset of this guy obviously is in a position where he is trusted to teach this this is a dangerous task inherently and it is yeah even i mean but one of the most common things that i told people is like hey you drove here right and they're like yeah like i drive every day well it's not a big deal and i was like you strapped yourself into a you know two thousand pound vehicle and drove 70 miles an hour down the highway while other people were doing that did you feel scared and they're like no and i was like well that's how i feel when i shoot a gun now yeah like it's anything can be learned to yeah. safely and especially it's just like those four rules the four basic rules of gun safety once <laughs> people you know learn those and it's not hard and they internalize it you cannot have an accident that is not through your own negligence yep yeah oh yeah and so many yeah, people and... don't even know those four yeah it's yeah there's plenty of people posturing themselves not even and like we we like again we're we're biased towards our hyper focuses and like through work and through like you know just shooting uspsa it's pretty heavy community on instagram and all that stuff like that like obviously that happens in like instagram but it also happens in reality too like there's there's gatekeepers there's there's egos at gun stores that you're just like man like you can't, you can't like, here's where I almost start to, I wouldn't say sympathize, but on the, on the counter side of it, you start to realize like, okay, if that was, if you were in the opposite mindset, you did not like guns, but then finally something clicked in your head. Hey, I need to, you know, possibly learn something about this. And that's the type of ego that you were, or that's the type of personality you were in, introduced to it to where, oh, you, you know, it, it happens a lot with women, unfortunately. Because the man goes, oh, you're a little woman. Like, let me teach you how to shoot this J frame or whatever. Yeah, that's oh, get the, get this uh, pink handled thirty eight special. Yeah, and oh, uh, you just need a twenty two. It's all your yeah, and, your wrists. And they're can recommending handle. that because they can't shoot a standard full size Glock worth a lick. So it's yeah, dude. It's like man, 
going going into we can segue this into uh the world economic form stuff but like so much of this <laughs> stuff so much of the so much of what people's day-to-day lives their exposure to it is all synthetic dude it's not even real like like it's real but like it's not it's not based in reality it's not based no in, not at all it's it's based in you know like we kind of talked about before like psychological pressures and you know yeah you have a ministry of disinformation or whatever yeah. the hell it is now well everything's so crafted it, it there's a narrative for everything you once you pay attention you can pick up distinct narrative structures and basically everything yeah yeah and i mean dude they did you ever take a psychology class or anything like that I was a psychology major. I did, I did three and a oh. half years of it. Yeah, Even better. Even yes. better. So do <laughs> I, you I notice did that before business? Go ahead. Do you, do you notice with that? Like I, I enjoyed my cycle. Like I looked into it and I was like, yeah, um, doing that major is, doesn't seem like the route for me. Cause I would have to deal with other people with that major. And I don't know if I can do that. Um, Dude, but, it's so fucked. It, it really jades you. It really oh, jades I, you. I can imagine. Does it feel like you learned something and then when you quote it to the people who also learned it, all of a sudden you're wrong? How do you mean? So you you talked about like noticing trends and noticing like stuff like that, right? Yes. Little cues. You look at from like psychology's perspective and like psychology has proved you can train like Pavlov's dogs. Yes. You can train dogs to salivate to a bell ringing even though there's no food. Yes, and you can do the same with people. Are you yeah. familiar with the Milgram obedience experiments? Um, like Stanley Milgram? Refresh me, refresh me. Oh my god, it's things like uh, the, the bystander effect and uh, obedience experiments and like appeals to authority. people moaning? Sorry, is that the people, is that the ones where they have like people hurting on the street or moaning on the street and like people would just walk by and be like, eh, whatever? Uh, or, yes, in theory. I don't think uh, Milgram ran a uh, experiment exactly like that, but there, okay. there were a few of them. For example, um, I believe this was Stanley Milgram as well. He, he ran a, a lot of different trials on, you know, how easily we succumb to peer pressure and and uh, how obedient people will be towards authority. And I'll quickly get into two of them because they're tangentially related. And yes. this is part of what really blackfills me towards <laughs> because da- damn right, like you, you you have a government, you have a corporation, you have anyone who's trying to sell you anything. Like I know for a fact that Facebook has teams of behavioral psychologists. McDonald's has behavioral psychologists. Yes. Oh, mar- marketing teams have behavioral psychologists. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, yeah. I I hate it. Like, the more I learn about marketing, and the more I have to like, oh, it's tolerate awful. that type type of stuff. It it sucks, yeah. dude. It's like you're just like, if your product's really worth a lick, like it should sell, right? But no, yeah, absolutely. It, anyways, so his experience or yes. his uh his theory. So in this experiment, uh, again by Stanley Milgram in the 1960s, they were inspired by the Nuremberg trials and you know everyone going and saying oh well I was told to you know it was a it was authority an authority figure told me to you know kill this person you know commit this atrocity etc so it was testing the effect of authority on you know causing people to you know kill or do any heinous action so you had the subject come in and that they were given a device and they had an actor in the other room which they did not know was an actor 
the actor was wired to some electric some electrodes that would give them uh, a slight shock to a severe shock to what was just labeled on the machine as XXX. <laughs> so the, the subjects were paid for turning up and they were told to, uh, I believe, ask questions to the actor who's in the other room. And every time the actor got a question wrong, they would have to shock the actor. So the actor would just act like they're being shocked, but the, the actual subject thought that they were actually electrocuting these people. And they were told at the very beginning, you know, don't turn it up to XXX. So you, you might kill them. You might actually, like after severe shock, you, you will put the uh, the subject in very severe danger. And, you know, the, the actor would continue to purposely get questions wrong and the shock would go up and up and up. And eventually it got to the point where the actor was pleading to be let go. And... The, uh, the people running the experiment say, no, shock them again. Shock them more. Like, up, up the voltage. Up the voltage. And the way that they found they, they could get a very, very high rate of uh, tolerance for this and they, a high level of compliance with hurting people is if, one, the, uh, the authority figure looked like an authority figure, so, you know, a lab coat, a uniform, etc. And two, they, would, they uh, spoke in an authoritative voice and they said that they would take all responsibility and a significant portion of a majority of people actually went to the highest setting and killed the actor well <laughs> quote killed unquote yeah. as, as far as i know yeah. um and that was one of a series of experiments that he did you could not get away with this these days you know ethics no. board would stop you Oh, dude. Yeah. I, yeah, every, every psychology class that I ever took, I was always interested in the more early stuff because yeah. it's, it, dude, it's all board driven now. It's all, it's all theory. It's, yeah, there's ethics boards for everything, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it, it, it does take all the fun out of it. There's ethic boards for a lot of, yeah, a lot of it. But like even the stuff that wouldn't necessarily need an ethics board is also like, oh well, you can't do this to, like I'm I'm not condone like I'm not saying like let's do human experiments, but dude, yeah, no, it's like you list stuff like that and like they those are findings, right? And every every single time, like those are still valid. That's valid research still today in psychology under uh, in my understanding. You know, they wouldn't run it again. But you quote that stuff and then you bring it up you bring up the Nuremberg trials. Like the Nuremberg trials was the biggest public display of what men would do. And there's a there's a book on this that I have on my list that kind of ta- talks about this subject called Ordinary Men. Because that's that's essentially oh, that what it was. Book. Uh I have not gotten to dive into that yet, but that's essentially what that was. Those were those were those were ordinary people who were totally convinced that the people that they were doing stuff to were lesser than or um whatever and yeah they they went to the point where in that in that experiment they would have pressed the the don't touch button yeah um and yeah you you look at you like kind of going back to what we were talking about with the with the marketing and the and the social norms like it's weird because you get taught all these things and you get taught all these different things and whatnot for security. Like I'll, I'll bring up something that like a, a 0311 or what, like whoever, 
um, military-wise can relate to baselines, like baselines of environment. Like, you know, if a place is like crowded all the time, it's a market, you know, there's vendors there and stuff like that. Like, okay, that's that a high level of traffic is, is the normal baseline during these hours because, hey, it's time to sell stuff and whatnot. But then if you're like in those hours and there's less people, you know, the, the vendors aren't set up, you know, whatever. Okay, that's outside of the baseline. And you look at so much of what the conditioning of people's baselines are today. And dude, I mean, you watch the news. If your baseline is anywhere based off of the news, dude, you get gaslit for a whole half hour, a whole hour. And that's normal to people these days. It is. It absolutely is. And I, I feel like it has always kind of been like that. To a degree, but it is getting visibly worse. You know, we at, one, were, we... at one point in time, the gut, like, yes, I think I agree. At one point in time, there was a point where, like, kind of what we said earlier, like, nations really kind of wanted to just be nations that were stronger than other nations, and nationalism was a cool thing. Now, globalism is the new thing. And now, in order to draw new baselines, they have to destroy all the baselines of, like, you know, legacy, culture, all that stuff, like that. So, it's it's creepy. It's very creepy. It, it's very creepy. Like Klaus, Klaus Schwab of the World Klaus Economic Schwab. Forum. <laughs> the, the wannabe astronaut. Oh, I know very little about the man himself. I've read some of the essays that they published on the WEF site. Yeah. And it bothers me to the point where I... I do you know. ever tell anyone? Do you, like, do you ever like bring it up? Like to this... Occasionally, I just like test the room, right? Like, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, and, uh, you know, like, sorry, I interrupt. I'll just go back to my pod and eat my bugs and drink my soy. Um, <laughs> and like, most people are like, what the, f what the fuck? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and and, and other like, people will get it. And, and then there's people who get it. And you realize like most of the people who get it have like, they're seeing past it too, but they're silent. And that's creepy. It's like, yeah. Why? I saw a a, um, a video a little while ago where someone actually brought it up in the um, in the Canadian Parliament, like it, one of oh. those things where, yeah, so someone brought it up, and we we have our own version of C-SPAN or mm -hmm. whatever, and as usual, no one ever watches it. No. yeah, no one no one ever watches it. Where I I believe you know a small town conservative MP asked about it. And immediately someone jumps in and goes like, no, that's, that's far right conspiracy theory. That's, oh, no. Oh, and all, all they asked was like, uh, um, we, we just, we got a question from a constituent about you being part of the World Economic Forum. Would you like to shed any light on that? I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, and no, I think I shut down so fast and like, it's all publicly available. It's not conspiracy theory. And that's the thing that gets me the most. All of this stuff is being published. Oh yeah, that's that's the wildest thing about it is again, dude. It seems like you can. I think we've talked about. I don't know if we've talked about it here, but you can cite their own sources. Yeah, you can cite their sources, and you're the crazy one. But they, yeah. but they know that no one's gonna lift a finger to go actually look. Like, why why would I do that? That would that would ruin you know that would ruin my TV nightly TV show. I I watch my television at this time. Well, I, I think, too, people don't like being uncomfortable. 
and thinking about things that are outside of people's control, there always has to be, you know, you have to be able to take care of the problem or, you know, someone you know has to be able to take care of the problem or the police have to be taking care of the problem or the government has to take care of the problem. And this is so much bigger than that. Yeah. Um, Something that Drew said on here was like, I felt like it was he, he, well, I'm quoting him. He said that. He's a fun guy. Oh, I, I love Drew. Drew's a good yeah. dude. Um, it was a lot of fun at Iron Horse with him and yeah, uh, all that good stuff. We got to beam kids in the face with airsoft BBs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping to make it out to one of those with you guys. Yeah, no, dude. If I'm planning on doing another one of those, um, so I will keep in touch with you on those. But Absolutely. No, he he said like I remember listening to him on here, and uh, he said that he felt like it was selfish to think that some other person is going to step into his life and come save him. Yeah. But like, that's not a, it's not a view that most other people have. He He's yeah. grown into that, but most people assume that someone else will take care of the problem. And that's a lot of how we're, you know, raised and taught these days. Oh yeah. Is. It's ignoring the elephant. Let the, let the elephant get too big until it crushes you. And then you're like, well, I wish I wouldn't have let that elephant crush me, but now I don't have any, you know, I can't, I can't move it. It's too big. It all ties back to the polarity. Like how, how is anyone going? Like, let's say, let's say the elephants painted a different color for each person. And then like bat, like, I don't know, man, it's weird. It's so weird. How do you make them move? in together for their best interest when they're so polarly divided absolutely but people find it much easier to blame their fellow man it's like for all the world's problems than it is to actually point their finger at people who pull the strings it's a lot easier to you know point at your neighbor who you know votes the other way than you and say you are responsible for all the evils in the world than it is for people who actually make policy. Yeah. It's all yeah. Oh, funny, funny story. Um, kind of funny story. I don't know. It might paint me in bad light, but who cares? Anyways, people can make their assumptions. So, uh, yeah, going back to the whole school thing and me being in it, uh, my school seems to have this moral conflict. I go to a school that says it's based in the Lutheran faith and, uh, you know the New teachers University? of God. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is a this is a private college. Um, I'm not going to name it because I'd like to graduate this next semester. Um, <laughs> but no. So they got they kept getting wishy washy on on uh, on masks, and you know I didn't really wear one there. I didn't wear one anywhere. I didn't care who told me to. You you could be the whoever insert whatever respectable like publicly respectable person is telling me that i should wear one i don't care i don't uh, like nope you're not convincing me um but i i laid it out to a guy who was like trying to challenge me on this whole mask thing about like oh i'm just being a selfish actually the same guy who accused me of being selfish for if i didn't wear a seatbelt and how that was you know the hospital beds um i told him i straight up i was like hey man this isn't a threat. Like, I'm not, I'm going to say this as bluntly as possible, though. Who do you want to appease? Do you want to appease me, someone who lives a lot closer to you? I, if I wanted to, more than likely, I know someone that you know because we live in a fairly close area. 
do you want to continue to press me and anyone that like me who would be the one that you would see on the road passing by? Or do you want to appease someone who makes policy who has no impact in your life unless you let them? Yeah. But Which one? Is, that's Which exactly one, it. I, I'm physically standing in front of you. If I wanted to, I could harm you. I don't want to harm you. But which one do you want to appease? It, it's kind of funny how it worked because I, I think a lot of that was designed to give people, one, a target, but two, a way to feel power and control over a situation that was they were both powerless over and unable to control. And oh, yeah. I, I feel like people really latched onto that. I saw an interesting video from from around the time of the convoy protests uh, uh-huh. coming out of Ottawa, where some someone was shopping without a mask in a in a Home Depot, and a man comes out of nowhere and starts yelling at this person and like, "Put a mask on! Like it's it's the rules you're supposed to." And I'm not going to give anyone shit for doing it or not doing it. I, it's not my At the end of the day, it was supposed yeah. to be your choice. It's, it's supposed to, yeah. Yeah, whatever. And the, the guy, he, um, he calls over the manager, and the manager just goes, oh, well, we're not for enforcing the mask policy. And the man who's yelling just looks at her and goes, oh, oh, good, and takes his own mask off and walks away. What the and fuck? The entire thing was just about feeling powerful it wasn't it was a a way to feel a moral righteousness without actually being righteous you know okay so um here here's here's a here's a thing from gun industry wise shot show masks Uh, i saw the geisley masks oh Uh, yeah dude i i i'm uh, i'm embarrassed for them uh the starting of that company was in good faith and then the people running it now better um anyways so yeah dude so they had shot show like the venue they had people going around enforcing it they like were like you know uh safety steves is what someone nicknamed them that stuck safety with me. steves safety steves um and they were walking around they weren't like waiting for it like unless you stopped they weren't waiting for you or following you well actually that's not that's not true some of them follow us but uh so, anyways, was it um, the venue or was it actually Shot Show that hired them? It was them? the venue. No, it was the venue. It was the venue that hired them. I don't think Shot Show hired them. I don't know. Anyways, I don't know that level of stuff. But there was—I'm not going to name names because I'm not the one to say. But there was a big swing in the um, in the masks and whatnot when a certain vendor, a certain manufacturer, decided to pull their weight and said, "All right." Keep giving our guys stuff. We'll pull out. Really? Oh. Yeah. We'll pull out. We'll like we'll have we'll have you grab like we we're not leaving without our set. We'll have you grab your forklifts, grab your people, and we'll pull out mid show because of this. If you keep there is thousands of people walking around without a mask, you are not able to control all of us. It is very clear that this is a ruse because even the people trying to make these mask rules happen are people who are paid to make them happen they are doing it half-heartedly and we see through that the rest of the show like rest of the week like that was like probably the second day (laughs) like you you would hear those people they were probably making like dirt money too and it's like dude like 
come on, that goes back to the financial thing as those people were put into a position that they need to do something to afford to live. Yeah. And that's, and that's a job that probably paid them a, a little bit more than what they were used to making. Yeah. An industry job for, you know, security guard in a sensibly like, yeah, it's money. Yeah. No, it's, it's weird. It's a weird dude. It's not so weird. It, it's, it is. And uh, we're very different here. Like, if you if you didn't wear one, you'd get a ticket. I I got a uh, very hefty ticket that I've complained about on this podcast before, for going on a hike on my own in the middle of nowhere. Our our rules were a little a little wacky. Oh, I mean Trudeau kind of showed that like you guys were literally getting forced into the financial grave in many ways. Oh yeah, no, I know someone whose uh, bank account got frozen. He's he's yeah. a friend of mine who lives in Texas now, actually. His bank account Good. got frozen because he donated, I think, ten or fifteen dollars, and it also showed how quickly people and kind of going back into the political polarization thing, how quickly people can be led to hate a group of people. Because, yeah. like, and and I I don't know about the convoy protests. I wasn't there, and frankly, like, I I don't know many people who went. But of all the people I know, and I've brought this up before, they were like granola hippies. They they were yeah. like Green Party voters. They were <laughs> not, you know, far right fascist whatevers. And like, I'm maybe there were some of those people there. Maybe there weren't. Chances are there there were. There were people from all walks of life. But the media was going on and showing these people as like these far right instigators. When I knew for a fact that the the people who I knew that went personally, like several people, were like the crystal healing, you know, one with nature types. Yeah. So but they. They were able yep. to use a, a culminating event that brought – there was probably people on the streets that were like, man, that guy's totally different than me, but he's sick of this shit too. Maybe yeah, we're not 100%. so far apart. And, and again, back to those corporations, dude. They're like, yeah. hey, this ain't, this, ain't, this ain't very cash money of you, man. We're going we're gonna to spin this. Yeah, and it, it happened – so quickly you could see the narrative shift in real time it's like oh well what's this protest happening oh it's far-right instigators that just want this oh they're they're going to spread the the virus forever oh it's it's the the coof convoy or whatever the fuck they called it yeah and like in real time you could see the corporate media coming down on them and basically puppeting whatever and the same people that you know two years ago were were chanting you know defund the police were suddenly Oh no! Like the, we need the police to get rid of these Spin these up, boys. Yeah, I'll get rid of these fascists, and it's it's crazy to me how easily people are led. And you know, I'm not saying any particular side. It's it's you know the thin blue lives matter or the blue lives matter guys are just as hypocritical as you know the other. Um, yeah. Oh, dude, what it all comes down to is the balance. It's like yeah. where where like. <laughs> it's all about balance. It's like you, if you fall into the extremities, then yeah, you're going to probably live a miserable life. Yeah. Comes with yeah. food too. With food too. Tell me. Food. food. Dude, if you live one, like, okay, hearing your guys' rants about food was interesting <laughs> because, I mean, yeah, like, again all these all these things are at play and all these things that continue to push us to hate each other even within amongst ourselves um it seems like there's some new divisive thing to to divide even even niche groups of people 100 um, percent. 
and mm. it's like where where do you where do you draw a balance like you can play in you can play into one side or the other but like dude i mean i know people who double down on on the covid stuff even though they've been proven wrong and they're they'll let their whole family erode from it well i think it's and part of me wants to be you know the the doomer aspect is it's human nature and you yeah. know we've been doing it as long as you know there's been you know my god is bigger than your god oh well you had a burning bush we have you know a golden calf or whatever um people have been hating and killing each other for bullshit asinine reasons since time immemorial and you know mm-hmm. we, we we have the the corpses to prove it but unfortunately especially when we are in the days where anyone with money can hyper analyze anything and it goes back to the people with a psychology degree going and working for governments and corporations and whatnot and they bring along their expertise on exactly how to manipulate people and you know you manipulate 60 percent of the population to doing whatever you manipulate a vast majority of people to believe this certain way about another group of people, you can get away with essentially anything. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they, they don't even have to tell those people what they're doing. No, a hundred percent. And they rarely do. The funny thing is, is there's so many in those fields now that they can, they can run through one set of them, discard them after learning what they needed to learn from them, bring in a new set, bring preconditions towards the next experiment to, let them find the next little piece without ever actually putting those two pieces together. Do you go, do you go? I mean, yeah, like, like they can, they can run through in the way they're for the, that this has formed society is everyone's replaceable, which is a sad outlook and it's a doomeristic outlook, obviously, but like it is, but you know, that, that is the goal, I guess. Yeah, no, but, uh, that's where I kind of bash back. It's like, okay, if everyone's under the understanding of that, like how, how do we, how do we push back? Like, cause I've been called both things. Like I've been called whatever, like, you know, if you want to do certain things, like I'm not going to stop you. I, I have my beliefs. I, I feel like there's things that you're going to have to answer for eventually, whether it's, you know, whether you believe or not, um, in a life after or whatever, there's always consequences to actions regardless of how far you see it, whether it's just while you're immortal or if you, I, I personally believe there's after, um, I believe there's other bigger goals in life and yeah, it's weird. It's weird how they get to the point where, man, people just throw things away all the time and it's just consumerism all the time. And dude, and it get, leaks into everything. You get and- jealous to see that there was a point in time where people made stuff to last. Yeah. Oh man. It's, it's weird. It feels so weird to me to see it. You know, the idea of planned obsolescence as a business model, I hate it. And God, I I was listening to an interview a little while ago with a woman that worked for a procurement warehouse that basically got, got closed for, fast fashion places like you know h&m zara whatever those like bigger city kind of oled stores and they they buy things where they they analyze the thread beforehand to ensure that it breaks after a certain amount of wears 
Oh, man. These things are designed to fall apart, so you will go back and buy more. Life in general, almost every aspect is turned into a subscription service. The food that you eat is designed to be addictive. The clothes that you wear are designed to fall apart. Everything is this weird recursive loop for you to come back and spend more money that you barely make. Yeah, you think about it too, like you barely make it, but you also look at the factors why you barely make it. Is it because you're getting taxed to death? <laughs> you're getting taxed to death. Everything's costing more. You're getting taxed to death. Everything's designed to break. Everything's designed to be a consumable rather than – I saw a meme, and it was not so much a meme. It was just literally historical truth when it's like you know, a 15th century peasant, and he's got this – Boolean house that's made out of like wood and brick and sure his roof may be made out of like lesser materials and he'll have to fix it sooner and whatnot but like all those materials were stuff that he could source himself without spending money it was just labor now we spend money and you know arguably there's there's still labor but yeah you you buy something and it's designed to just fall apart on you eventually which is a weird thing in the gun industry because by making good products people are like the gun industry in my opinion is one of the few areas that still makes a product that's designed to last yes because if they don't then they won't compete well people who buy a firearm usually buy it to last yeah and uh, and then that's the thing where they're like, okay, there's everyone, everyone says they're going to just get one and train with it or whatever. But like, let's be real. It's fun to try new things. It's fun to be able to spend the extra money that we get and all that stuff. So like, I like experiencing new things. I still have the same Glock 17 that I started on. I ended up upgrading my rifles. I have a couple extra ones, stuff like that. But that's because I enjoy this. But like, yeah, dude, I don't know, man. It's weird because you you want to you wanna say that things are built to last. But yeah, like you said, so much of it is subscription so much of it is like you know we got to make sure that it has a shelf life so we can throw it away later so we can make new ones so we can write those off that's that's yeah wear wear something till it breaks or you get bored of it donate it to a uh a thrift store a a big box thrift store and oh god i don't even fucking get me started on these who eventually end up sending all of their unwanted thrift clothing to like poor countries, which ev- eventually ends up nuking the economies of those countries in terms of like their clothing production or people who want to buy, sell, or manufacture clothing yep. because they're they're flooding the markets with all this cheap crap that no one from the Western world wants. It's actually yeah, well, quite a problem when you look into it. One of the words you guys were looking for on your food podcast uh, was gluttony. Yes. And- that I, I was like, come on, guys, you know this one. But gluttony, uh, no, it's a, it's so a real thing. We live in such excess right now that, like, you know, we can di- like nickel and dime over these little things as a culture and turn them into huge things. And you know, some of those cultures, like, like you said, yeah, the, those donations that are charitable in our mind are really killing their success because. Yeah, why would I buy a shirt that's made here that's, you know, $10 more when I can get a shirt that was donated because the Yankees didn't win the World Series over the Dodgers? Yeah, it's sad. (laughs) It's genuinely so sad. There's always consequences. And I think people forget that. Uh, Hell is is paved with good intentions. And so many things that were, were done and, you know, people voted for, people decided are good because it looks good on paper actually yeah. have horrible consequences down the road. A good one would be like 
rent control actually oh that um, yeah that one's terrible i i i've seen stickers um on sign on street signs around my school that have that and i'm like who like if i see the dumbass putting that up i'm gonna yes yeah it's you're, you're taking it. economics and anyone who knows we, we we've had it for a, a little while uh rent control here i think it's capped at one or two percent um a raise per year and our real estate market has disappeared no one's yeah. making apartments anymore it's entirely just condos or residential well, yeah, why, why would you want to your yeah. return on investment of building that is nothing absolutely you're never, you're, especially with the rate of inflation you're never going to make that back like you're you're going to be your sunken cost in initial investment is going to be terrible in that type of economy because you can't even you can't even charge a competitive rate for a new property you can't it's and all, all the places that are that are still charging their tenants you know the the smaller amount they're doing their best to get rid of people yeah. They're, oh, you know, the buildings are def- falling into disrepair. And as soon as that tenant moves out, damn right, that place is going to be renovated and turned into a luxury apartment and sell for triple. Yeah. Question. Do you think that goes back into the mindset that people that most people don't seem to want to reflect? Because that's that's where I that's that's the only place that I can land is like reflection is the key to much of life. And if you can't reflect, then you only deflect or you project. And when you deflect and project, well, most of the stuff you project is usually not good um, because it's not it's not sound. It's not based in 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 knowledge and wisdom, and it's it's usually just the 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 feels the the feelings that go that go towards others. You you get into such a state of disrepair emotionally. You get in such a state of disrepair financially, and you don't think anyone. You don't think there's tools to get out there because you're trained to think that's a societal problem when really it's it is a societal problem. But what is society formed out of? It's formed out of individuals, and right now we have a lack of individuals. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. It's people who want to fall into a collective hive hive mind. Yeah, sorry, I I started that with a question, but like I I I'm biased towards that idea but like do you like what do you think it is do you think it's the reflection part is that is that something that people are missing um how how do you mean sorry because like kind of like what we've been circling around each time is like you know it's easy to fall into a camp a camp makes you safe and people have been doing this for thousands of years um you run with a tribe so you don't have to deal with the other tribe by yourself um but like even even with that type of stuff, like okay, both of our countries were essentially founded on um, you know, Canada has some flaws in the way it was structured as far as individual rights go as it went oh, on with time. Yeah. Um, our constitution starts like quote constitution unquote starts with a sentence that invalidates the entire thing if the government feels like it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a fatal flaw in that. And I think and Dude, a piece of paper is not enough to to grant anyone individuals. No. Um, I absolutely agree individuality. with that. Like the constitution, rights are is, inalienable for a reason. Yes, and the constitution does a great way that a human could ever write them. Um, yeah, and yeah, but no, like there's a there's a thing that I saw. It's a quote from someone, and I'm probably gonna butcher it. Someone probably is gonna shake their fist at me for not knowing exactly, but. Um, it's hard to rattle the chains 
of slavery when you don't move. Yeah. I like that. I feel like most people are not moving. Yeah. Well, I I think it makes people uncomfortable. I genuinely do. Yeah. You, you have to, you have to move. And in order to like, again, it, it goes philosophy. It goes all into that stuff. And like most people are afraid to move. They're afraid to make a move. They're afraid to fail because they've been taught from the education system that they cannot fail otherwise they will be held held back for the rest of their whatever no i i agree and the the systems put forward by people who are genuine generally from education are well i had to get this so anyone else who i hired into my position also has to have gotten this or also has to have gone through a similar program because i i paid so why shouldn't everyone else yeah and school validates a lot of corporate mind because well you know you're going to work this nine to five you're like you're not going you there's no way that you can finish the tasks that we're asking you to finish in in x amount of time and then if you do it's like okay well you're still gonna sit here you're still gonna you're still gonna sit until we say you're done um and school validates a lot of that because like dude some of some of the classes that you're forced to take you're you if you were like okay i have to take this but once i'm done with these pre once i'm done with these things once i understand the concepts all that stuff like i'm done right if you were able to just be like i'm going to knock out all the homework and i'm going to knock out everything i'm going to learn all this in one month i'll take the test when you know i get to the end of the chapter or whatever um well how are they how are they supposed to charge you for how many months that you're supposed to be there they can't because oh he took way too much initiative um and now what are we supposed to do with him we can't we can't charge him for staying in the in the uh the housing for you know whatever um but yeah it's it's like people bottleneck themselves so much unknowingly um by playing in too much of these systems no absolutely it makes me genuinely sad but no, I, I truly don't think that a lot of people are even capable of introspection. I wish I wasn't that, that jaded, but, <laughs> but I haven't been proved wrong yet. And I, yeah. I really wish something will come along and prove me wrong. I, I, dude, I think there's powerful forces that we don't fully understand too. Um, I think, I think you guys have had him on here, Chris, uh, Jill, Gerardo. Geraldo. Yeah, I love that yeah. guy. Uh, we we uh, recorded dude. an episode with him, but it never came out. Um, oh man, we we, get we him meant back. to. Yeah, I, no, we, we I, want I to get him. I text him on Instagram, and I like. Oh, dude, I, I should, I should get his number because someday we're all gonna get wiped off there. But, oh yeah, dude, no, hundred percent. Me, like that dude. That dude is on. That dude is on it. I I like him. I also really appreciate the fact he's humble enough to know when he's wrong. Um, oh yeah oh he puts out all the time he's like yo if you listen to me back then stop listening to that <laughs> yeah no like, I, I, and that that takes a certain personality to be able to humble yourself especially you know to, to everyone yeah and i i really like the guy the only reason we haven't released his episode is because we wanted to uh like we kind of started at 100 we want to start at one and then just release it two. yeah no that makes sense man um yeah the another uh, i gotta mention this and uh yeah, another per another person i think i'm not telling you how to run your show but you mentioned that you do know luke so you should definitely have luke on here i like luke he, he's he's luke, a good guy and he, he luke also has a soothe he has a soothing voice i would probably do better than mine but uh 
<laughs> um, no, uh, me and him follow this guy called uh, Carnival Aurelius, and that dude, he's on he's on Instagram, Carnivore Aurelius. Like he kind of took uh, he kind of took uh, Marcus Aurelius and turned it into Carnivore Aurelius. That dude is such a like talk about breaking the the chains of stigma of like needing to fit in it's you don't need to fit in you just need to find something that you're good at to to do the things that you want um and that dude that dude is his diet advice solid he breaks down how how silly it is like you know we both are under the same hat where we're like dude imagine if people like imagine being a person who really believes that cows are destroying the earth <laughs> actually oh my god well we we know that cows are destroying the earth and we have to move to bug protein otherwise global warming will kill us i guess yes yes oh dude uh 20 blade runner 2049 had like a scene where he's like i'm a protein harvester and he pulls out a handful of maggots i'm like dude this isn't this is funny like this is the, literally what they want they show us in the hollywood movies as well like this yeah. is a good movie i enjoy I always, it vibey but yeah like fuck this is this isn't this is telling this is telling this is telling um snowpiercer you ever see that no yeah, it's they're harvesting bugs for uh for protein use. Um, my mind jumps to, and I've said this in a previous episode. Whenever I want to know what the current administration or you know the powers that be or anything are thinking, I look at the Washington Post opinion section and I see what the spooks <laughs> are writing. Um, and you know you can say that about any major publication, and the amount of stuff that's like, yes, you know we need to move away from meat. We need to do the bugs. We need to. You know, get get the uh, the idea of home ownership out of our minds forever yeah. because it's outdated and it makes you old. Uh, we need to stop eating meat because you know farming is destroying culture, and we need to start looking into bug protein for like. Well, this isn't being written by individuals. It's it's coordinated. Maybe some of it is. Maybe some of it isn't. But I I do goes, think like it, it it's goes to the idea. Out. They can they can plant that in one person's head and then like they run with it and then yeah. they disregard that person when they step out of line. Yeah, it's it's a self fulfilling prophecy at this point. Like the the idea is out there and I think it's being fostered actively. But yeah, it's not just you know the eat the bugs you know eat the soy is it's easy to say. Oh, but you that's don't have not a choice. Remotely the, the most nefarious thing that I I see and that worries me. Yeah. No you're right because yeah like it is it is that it is that it goes back to that conditioning it goes back to the um psychological thing that they can they can study all day and not have any consequences for but yeah dude no okay if they've made it this far they're obviously interested in this stuff but i challenge anyone who like listens to this start looking how much soy is just put in your food and if you're a male, you should definitely care about this because, again, this is just, you know, take it as you wish. Like, I'm not telling you to you know, go extreme either way. If you've gotten anything out of me, it's a balance. But soy to males is probably one of the most – it's it's an inflammatory and it is an increaser in estrogen. Oh, dude, yeah. It's and not you think good. you think about the cowardice of so many people as far as males go and i i don't mean that i'm 
without fear. But you you can look at the state of the world today and you look at it from a from an objective point of view. Like you said, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. They can openly brag about so much because they know that the average person is not probably going to really feel like they can do anything about it. And again, it, it, it all comes back to the individual. The individual is getting pumped with so many chemicals that are affecting their brain, is affecting their mind, is affecting their gut. All of these things are interlinked. And that's one of the things that I like about Chris is he shows, he's like, dude, look at this. Like this is one of his stories will blow your freaking mind because, um, it so like we have this bias today where we think we're the we're we're talking over some very advanced technology, but we think that we're this smart, different race of human beings, and it's like no like but we we have devalued some of the more core aspects of life. You can go about your day being horribly obese, and there are plenty of products that will make your life. I wouldn't say easy, but doable. You can continue your life being horribly obese. You can continue all this stuff. You can be poisoned every day by pharmaceuticals. You can be poisoned every day by this because they just keep continuing to sell something to you. Um, But yeah, going back to the soy thing. Yeah, soy in males increases estrogen. It lowers testosterone um, because the estrogen overpowers it after a certain point i'm probably butchering a lot of this but like i've read the studies you're not wrong dude it's it's and like it's sad to see so much struggle because there is there is so much hope still out there and you know we 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 tend to lie on the doomer side and rightfully so because we see it in a in an aspect that we're constantly pushing our, ourselves like we're constantly doing something to hey how do we continue to better ourselves how do we continue to do this how do i get there how do i get there um but I, like going back to like we've talked about talking to the normal person most people are ask aren't asking how they're not asking how can i do this they're not they're asking what and what they ask is what can fix this what can do that what can do this and it's just like it's just like anything it's like it's not a matter of what you can have all the best equipment in the world but if you don't know how to use it or if you don't know how to leverage it to your abilities or whatever like the what the the what equipment doesn't matter it's the how i agree on and, that note we are coming up on two and a half hours i'm not sure how yeah. much is going to get cut out cut out of this no, that's fine but no, i it's fine I, dude i was noticing that too um yeah, yeah, we can. I, I, of, I've noticed in real time the window behind you has gone from like a nice sunny day with squirrels running around in the background. To, oh, you can see the squirrels. Yes, dude, my squirrels, man, they're eating my tree away, but I like them. <laughs> I, I like squirrels. I, I like squirrels a lot. I mean, not not when they're you know ruining my my house that I do not have, but they're consuming my tree. But yeah, man. Um, no, let's we can we can start getting a wrap on this because yeah, I agree. Um, no, dude, this was this was awesome. I actually um, really liked this, and um, I, I'm curious. I want to get more into the WEF, and we align a lot of fun issues that I really enjoy talking about. So yeah. I just don't want to keep you forever. No, dude. Um, I and I, I don't I don't want to hold 
you know, I noticed too, your podcasts are usually about two hours. So I, I did realize that as well. Oh, dude, don't um, worry about it. I'm having a lot of fun. I wouldn't have actually noticed if I didn't look up and notice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, no, this is, this is fun. And like, as far as, as far as a lot of this goes, it's like, obviously, dude, it's like you're more than illustrations. You're more than in this podcast. You like you do you like you have your own world of experience, and that's the cool thing about this format is like we get we we came together because you know we like guns and we despise the WF and I, stuff I hate like the that. Antichrist. Yeah, I hate the Antichrist. I hate the Antichrist. I hate the Antichrist. Um, but then, like, dude, it's like there's there's something about this this world that like we we are able to come to our senses and you know be like hey i fucked up you know i agree or hey like humility is a big thing in this industry is like hey have some humbleness um humil- root words of humility and humble are both human uh, are are of him which is human um and you take humility and humbleness out of society and you lose humanity <laughs> that I like that. Etymology actually really fascinates me, and I, I hadn't heard that one. The people who the people who made these languages were not dumb. No, you, not at all. You, and, people look uh, back on you know the people of old and you know as being stupid and backwards, and you know they they really weren't. They weren't. No, so they had some of their mo- some of the most groundings. Some of the most solid groundings in existence ever are being looked at as uncivilized. And if this is, if what a lot of the systems we have today is considered civil, um, which it isn't because there's a definition of civil and we are pretty barbaric in a lot of ways. Um, Absolutely. I don't want to take part of that. <laughs> so I'm going to uh, hopefully marry this woman and have kids and teach them. That's that's uh, if we want to close on something, let's close on something positive. I want. Yeah, I was going to ask you actually, uh, Colin. As we uh, end every episode now, we are going to use the, our unashamedly stolen format and ask you for some dad advice. So yeah, whatever so you're I'm, about to say is going to segue perfectly into it. Perfect. I'm not a dad. I hope to be um, uh, because I truly, through all my stumbles, through all my faults, through all the dumb things I've said, through all the good things I've said, none of, none of the stuff matters. None of, none of it all, like none of anything you can achieve can matter if you're not doing it for the right reasons. And to make sure what we just said there, humility, humility and humbleness are the same root words that human has and if you take those out of your life well you start to lose your humanity and uh yeah man i think that's something that's overlooked i think we want to all beat our chests and rightfully so we want to be proud of ourselves but where i'm most proud of myself and i hope where others can start seeing more pride in themselves is through their faults because we all have them i agree i like that it was a pleasure that's actually something that is so important humble yourself and you know be human. good things happen yeah good things happen good things happen learn and th- that's kind of the the theme of this entire episode i think yeah yeah i i think i think that's a re- that's yeah that's probably a good way to recap this is 
there's a lot Be of there's a, your mistakes. Don't fail upwards. Yeah. There's a lot of things that, you know, correlate. And, uh, if you don't have those key things down, it, it really can, uh, be detrimental to your, to your life in many ways. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would elaborate on other things and, you know, again, I'm very much into reflection, um, because I think reflection can make your best projection, uh, towards your life. So I'm stealing that one too. You can, you can steal all my quotes, man. There's people, there's people saying stuff that I left employment for and stuff. It's repeating what I said while I was there. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, heck, it works. Yeah. Anyways, no, thanks dude, for coming on, man. It's good. Yeah, I appreciate it, Nathan. Anytime. Okay, bye.